to the show. Happy Sunday. Can you believe it? It's 11 days until Christmas. I didn't even think about it until I looked at the calendar today. Holy cow, 11 days before Christmas. The Christmas season is upon us. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, then please forgive me while I get excited and giddy about it. And merry, happy holiday, whatever you celebrate. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host. Welcome to the Talking Trek Podcast, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And here we are today. We are having a good time. Hanging out. Let's see uh, Let's see who is actually hanging out with us. Server sound off. You guys hit it very quickly. Hey, what's up, Vita? Server 131. Lord Farquaad causing trouble again on server 147. I want to ask you about that. I want to know what you're doing. Hey, Data. Data Systems Technical Chief on 27. Tabby Moza on 20. Welcome. Bernard on 28. I Beglin, Server 32. Spannon on Server 8. Gallum on 21. Earl Gray. Lukewarm. Hey, what's up, Server 23? How you doing? Dirty Snowman on 37. Harley, what's up? Good evening to you. Tech Man on 34. Scaly back 193. Chronic Break on Server 18. Appreciate you being here. Lieutenant Razik on 15. The uh, flagship server. Thank you, Razik. Appreciate you. Chlorath Thurber, uh, Server 34. Saltrix on 36. Quack Fu says 31. Representing in the house. Joe of 133. Hello. Deuces. Wild Moose. Server 17. Appreciate you. Said he loved the six-hour live stream last night. Yeah, that got out of hand. They got, they got really out of hand. Lot of hool. <laughs> 158. Welcome. Hey, Vespa. European Server 147. Appreciate you. The Professor. Server 189. Hudson 146. Commander Taylor 192. Welcome. Subutai. Server 135. Harley on 135 as well. Sliver Surfer on 133. Blokemon on 134. Data Systems bringing me my Jessica Simpson. God bless you. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to you, sir. Appreciate that very much. Boaz, welcome from the Remus server. Server 14, how you doing? Ah, yes. Raging Ginger, server 31. Appreciate you being here. Welcome. Blue Mandalorian on 8. Traplord on 10. Ragnar, server 28. Olin on 38. Arrow on 42. Ben Baggins on server 14. Comic on 143. Andar, server 163. Appreciate you. Panther on 27. I'm sorry, 25 and 37. Pops on 37 as well. Jayberg on 32. Vagabond on 10. Ray Stance, server 31, Day Trade on 31, Mo D on 16, Jerry Ryan on server 146, and the list goes on. 67 additional messages. Thank you all so very, very much for being here. How you doing? Your mics are potted up, and welcome to the show. I love doing the server sound off. We see so many new names, guys. We see so many new games. Isn't this great uh, that we see new people joining the show every single time? It's awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you uh, for being here. Vita, welcome into the show. Appreciate you being here. Ripper, a special hey, guest hey. this year. Uh, Ripper, the genius with a beard. The genius with an epic beard is here. Um, welcome. If <laughs> welcome. you say so. Yes, I do say so. Big country. Big country is here because the Steelers don't play for about another five and a half hours. So we've got a few hours of big country's time. How you doing? Big country. Welcome to the show. Good, good. Welcome to the show, and uh, it is early in the day. I don't know if we've got, um, yep, there he is, my right-hand man. Gregor is here. Gregor, what's up? Happy weekend to you. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) That was a very intentional hello. Hi, galaxy. Hello. It's 
very intense where Gregor is right now. Gregor, uh, what are you doing right now? Like, are you are you strutting your stuff? Like, are you, are you participating in a takeover? What's got you so uh, amped up right we now? Do, we do have a takeover in an hour. In an hour, so you're getting amped up. You're listening to some rock and roll music in the background, kind of getting yeah. getting worked up. Yep, drinking your monster yeah, energy sure. drink and getting super pumped, right? Eating toxic waste. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We've got a lot planned for you today, as you saw in the uh, in the patch notes. That's what we're going to call them. We're going to call them the patch notes for today's episode. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, but first, of course, as we always do, we must check in with news stories around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Talking Trek studios, it is time for the Stupid News. Stupid News! Time for the Stupid News. It is time, news! and it is super news! important. Yes, we got a lot to talk about. America, Gregor, could be facing... Thank you, Steve. America could be facing a cookie shortage this holiday season, Gregor, after Pepperidge Farm announced that the company has been unable to meet demands for its popular Milano's and Chessman cookie series. It sounds bad. This sounds bad, folks. But a cookie shortage could potentially be the best thing that's happening to this country because after nine months of lockdowns, most of us are trying to flatten more than one curve. Even the Keebler elves, Gregor, are behind because the CDC will only let 10 of them in the treehouse. So, yeah, uh, Pepperidge Farm and Keebler saying that they're not going to be able to keep up with demands for Christmas cookies this year. Does that not freak you out a little bit? I mean, seriously. You I bet they horrible. made the announcement with cookie crumbs all over their shirts. Yeah, probably. All them Keebler elves eating all up all the cookies. Uh, the UK's top fertility expert, Gregor, says that we cannot rule out the possibility that COVID-19 could be passed by semen. Bad news if you work on a submarine. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> semen? Don't look at me, people. I just made that joke a lot cleaner than it could have been. Okay, you should be thanking me. You should be thanking me. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. I know it's terrible. Nickelodeon, uh, Gregor, this is beyond our time, all right? But, but you, if I'm not mistaken, you've got a younger child. Does your child watch iCarly on Nickelodeon? This was a, a TV show from a long time ago, iCarly. Apparently, get this. Now, this is not exactly in what I would consider to be CBS's repertoire, but CBS All Access picking up the Nickelodeon hit iCarly for a reboot uh, and uh, on the CBS All Access platform. Congrats, uh, congratulations go to iCarly, but there are so many streaming services out there, I can't keep up. Uh, but if you've never seen it, it's actually, I can't make a whole lot of fun of it. iCarly is about three teenagers that start a website and a podcast about the stupid news with no idea what they're doing. Picture... Picture Talking Trek. Picture picture CNN with younger anchors. That's what's happening. Uh, iCarly, coming back. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tequila. Sounds like Talking Trek to me. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Uh, the Eagles. Gregor, this is big news. Big country, I'm sure you got some commentary on this. The Eagles have benched their $100 million franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz. After his season-long struggles, he's thrown so many balls to the other team. They're checking to make sure that he's not actually colorblind. Big country, what's going on with your boy Carson this year, huh? What's happened? Did the money go to his head? I, I am not an Eagles fan. 
not an Eagles fan, so you're not even watching. The, the, listen, the story wasn't oh. actually the story wasn't even supposed to come out till tomorrow, but it got intercepted, like everything else this year. Uh, <laughs> a new report shows that the FBI has been hit with sexual more sexual misconduct allegations in the last five years than in their last 30 years combined, all of which involve men groping women. Gregor, apparently there's a new push to remove the FBI t-shirts and hats out of their gift store. It says female body inspector. I'm guessing they're trying to get those out of there. More sexual harassment complaints in the last five years than in the last 30 combined from the FBI. Supermodel, uh, supermodel Carly Kloss and her boyfriend, Joshua Kushner, have purchased a $23 million mansion on the same Miami island where Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump are also building a home. Starting next year, all the Trumps and Kushners <laughs> are going to have to live close to each other if they want to hang out because if they're too far from home, their ankle bracelets are going to go off. So they gotta, they're all building property right here on this same island, Gregor. Like, the, that's the third one. That's the third one of this Trump group that is going to build on this private island. So, don't know what's going on there. Oh, my God, Gregor, you got to hear this. Have you guys heard British chef Nigella Lawson? She's been in the news. She's being mocked for pronouncing the, mer the word microwave incorrectly. Have you guys heard this clip? We can play it, but I'm, no. warning, I'm warning you now. You, once I play it, you cannot unhear it. Hang on. I'm going to play it for you. Hang on. Uh, here it is. Here is Nigella Lawson speaking about a microwave. A bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. The microwave. The microwave. Hold on, let's play it again. A bit of She's milk, so bougie full fat, sounding. which I've warmed in the microwave. The microwave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I told you. You're not going to be able to unhear that. It's actually taking the internet by storm. People are talking about it. But saying it that way, when you're cooking, you're right. It makes it sound very bougie, right? You're much fancier. Darling, get out the microwave. I'm going to make some some hot pockets. <laughs> no, hold on. Maybe she was having like a little heart attack. Hoot, hoot pockets. We're going to make some hoot pockets, please. Get out the microwave. Let's make some hoot pockets. <laughs> I can't. I can't. One more time. A bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. The microwave. Well, I, you know what? I, she must have taught. She must have taught Big how to say Kelvin. Kelvin, Gregor. Uh, wait, <laughs> you can't say Kelvin, Big. You can say Kelvin, right? What do you call it? Is it the Kelvin Wave? That's what we're going to start calling it. We're going to start calling the the Kelvin Wave. It's a new version of Pig Latin. We're going to call I'll it. I'll say Calvin. Oh, Calvin? Calvin. Calvin. Okay. Because there's definitely an A in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. There you go. It's the microwave, ladies and gentlemen. And that uh, cannot be topped. That is the end of your stupid news. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah, there's no there's no top in that Wicked Witch. It's a microwave, and it's taking the internet by storm. Uh, I'm going to tell my wife that I want a new microwave for Christmas, and we'll see what she what she says. Be very interesting. Uh, welcome. Appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome into the show, folks. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right. Uh, what a great event store we got. Okay. I just, I can't, I can't stop talking about this. Gregor, we've talked, you and I have talked privately. We've talked with a group of, of players. We've talked with, um, you know, our alliances. It, it, it's, I, guys, I want to take just a second and, and talk to you guys about the amount of event store currency you have already got. All right, this is blowing my mind. Gregor, I'm looking in the game right now, 
in the game at this moment, I have 351,000 event currency. All right, 350,000 event currency, which is about the amount of event currency that I got during the entire Outlaw arc. Is that not crazy? All right, yeah, it that, definitely feels like there's more. It does feel like there's more, okay? It does feel like there's, there's more. And, and if we go back all the way to the Borg back in May, all right, and I, I remember for a fact, like it was 350,000, like right at it, 350, 360,000. That was it. And we have already got that. Yeah, look there, Izzy. Is, I've already spent five hundred thousand. Techman says, but the prices are higher. No, they're actually not. Techman, we went through and we checked the prices of Epic Blueprints. All right, we checked the prices of, of some of the officers. Now, granted, George O's a little bit more expensive, uh, but George O's the same price as five of ten was. It's ironic that um, the uh, what's the other one? Not the not George O. Burnham. Burnham's actually cheaper. Burnham is actually cheaper. It's crazy. Um, you talk about, Sasuke, less rewards in the non-Battle Pass events. I'm, I don't know necessarily about all that. I mean, it, it, it is maybe less, less rewards, but we're getting it in event store loot. It, it, it's think, think of it like this. All right. Yes, we might be getting a little bit less in this month's events because we're getting it in event store loot, but if we get triple the amount of event store loot, then are we not able to actually buy three times as more of what we actually want? You know, so I'm, I'm actually kind of okay with that. I noticed even in today's event, for example, and, and big, I'd made just a brief mention of this before the show. Don't know if you guys noticed anomalous phenomenon made its return today. Gosh, thank you. After an entire week, we didn't have any discovery recruit tokens. They brought it back today and loaded it up with over 400 discovery refinery tokens. And by the way, you could have summoned one time and killed one hostile or killed 10 hostiles and gone home. All right, super easy event. I was done with it in two or three minutes, not including warp time. And I got over 400 discovery refinery tokens and event store loot. Enough, by the way, event store loot, uh, loot in two minutes, enough event store loot to buy an epic shard, all right, or buy an enterprise blueprint. I mean, guys, the, the, you think about what it what it is that they're giving, okay? And it is maybe incremental, but it, if we got this one event where I just earned in two minutes, I earned a free enterprise blueprint. I mean, that's that's all right. Izzy said, "Is it true?" A lot of it is in. Go ahead, Ripper. I'm sorry. No, no, please go ahead. We got. A lot of it is in uh, leaderboards, or has been for the past couple of days. There is some in leaderboards. Absolutely, there's some in leaderboards, but not all. But not only that, the leaderboards are going deep. The leaderboards go really deep. Take a look at, um, if you go into, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it now because the events have already The Alliance cycled. leaderboards are deep. <clears throat> the Alliance yeah. leaderboards are really deep, guys. They went down to oh. 50th place. 50th place. All right. That, I mean, and again, I, I've had this conversation, Ripper. You've heard it a dozen times. People are like, well, my alliance with four actives were ranked 78th on the power boards. Scopely don't care about us. Scopely doesn't care about me. Me and my, and my team of four players, when we log in once every 28 days, they don't care about the little guys. They don't care about us. Guys, I mean, I, I literally, there's only so many ways I can say this, okay? If you're in a team of four players... Open your eyes. Quit being a moron. 
All right, look around you and see how the game is written. I mean, that's like going that's like going and playing big country. That's like going to the National Football League and saying, "Hey, listen. Listen, my junior college team over here, we got four solid players. Four solid players and we want to join the National Football League. Will you take us?" Uh, well, you need 11, right? You need 11 players just to be on the field. No, nah, no, nah, we're good. We're going to play with four. Yeah, but then you need substitutes and you need coaches. And you need, you know, an admiral or, you know, you need a leader. Not, not, not. We don't need any of that. We don't need any of that. We're good. We just got four. We're good. We're going to compete. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Watch this. Roger Goodell, watch this. My junior college team with four players, we're going to win the Super Bowl. You watch it. All right. And then you get your ass kicked. All right. Now, is the NFL being unfair to you? Is the NFL telling you that you don't matter? Or are they just saying, listen, you got to get with the rules of the program. You got you to gotta actually play by the rules of the game and, and have a team, right? I mean, I, I, can't, I cannot, um, Gregor, I don't know how many times I've had to have this conversation. I don't know why I have to keep having this conversation. Why do people think that this team game all right, is, is, is going to be successful for you without a team? Why do people believe that? Why does somebody in this room right now, please explain it to me. Please. Because maybe if I well, understood it. I don't it. think it really matters. The people there know what's up. And and you still get loot even if you're not in the big alliance. Or down down to the rank 50. Down to rank 50, you can get it. But you know what? No doubt somebody in a rank 78 alliance is going to complain that Scopely's leaving them out. All right. I, Boaz says, I'm actually loving that it's becoming more of a team game. Me too, Boaz. I like the interaction. I like the strategy. Big Country, you were telling us about this uh, just the other day, and I invited you to tell your story because the last podcast, we have been talking about how a, a lot of people say that the whale alliance is quite right. And I, I even went so far as to say I don't want to use that word anymore. The whale alliances are dictating the map. That's not been your experience, has it? You're the number one alliance on server 15. Have you won every single battle you've entered? Uh, no. No, we've lost. You've lost. How yeah. did you lose? Tell us your story real quick. And I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. But, guys, no. I, I brought – I wanted – I asked him to share this story specifically so you guys can hear. Here is an alliance. Big let, – let, let's just start here at the very beginning. Big is the Admiral of an alliance called Think on Server 15. Think has uh, 1.63 billion power with 84 actors. And I'm looking at it in the game. 1.63 billion power with 84 actives. And at last check, big country, your 84 players had all logged in. Their last online was all within 24 hours. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got 84 daily players. You got 1.63 billion power. If I take a look at the power, like the individual player power leaderboard, you've got number one, number six, uh, number 11, 12, 15, 17, 19, 20, 23, 25. You've got, and in the top 25, you've got 15 of the players, including the number one player on the server with 70 million power. Now tell me how you cannot, Big, just absolutely smother anybody in a territory. How did you lose? You had to have screwed it up. 
<laughs> no, I mean it's uh, like I said. I think it's it's more about the numbers. It's not it's not necessarily about power. I think power definitely helps, but you know it's about having more actives on during when somebody else uh, when somebody else you know is having that territory. Um, you know, and one of the things that's extremely difficult to do is, is, you know, to go in and take, you know, somebody else's territory. I mean, that's, that's an extremely tough and you, you have to be organized and you got to be prepared and you got to have all hands on, you know, got to have all hands on deck as, as you guys are doing it. So, um, you know, for us, we, you know, we didn't have this the three particles to start. So we had to move, you know, and kind of collect and they, the territories were from, you know, other alliances. So we, you know, had to move into their alliances, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. If, if they have more members than you, then it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an uphill battle and, you know, it, it, it takes some, it takes some strategy definitely. So it's, it's not really about, <clears throat> it's not about so much the the power as it is the numbers. The numbers are the most important thing, because in the grand scheme of things, and th- and this is honest. I mean, if you think about it, outside of a node, a you know a relta scores the same amount of points as a newton. It does. You know, and, and one ain't you know one can't kill the other. The other can't catch the other. So I mean, it's not like you know. It, it like I said, it's a, it's about the numbers. Well, you know, this is this has been a message that I've been trying to push for for weeks and and I, I just don't seem to be getting a lot of traction on it. People are just convinced that this is designed for the larger players and 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 sure, listen, I'm not saying that Big's Alliance doesn't have an advantage, okay? But it's not it, it you know, listen. The Patriots had Tom Brady. That's an advantage, okay? The Packers got Aaron Rodgers. That's an advantage, okay? Th- those are advantages, but that doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win. Okay, you got to go in there as a team. It's more important than just one player. You got to go in as a team. You got to have a plan. You got to have a strategy. You got to have a got to have a playbook. Okay, and you go in there and you can do it. All right. Then I saw this. By the way, shout out, uh, shout out on the official Discord this morning. I want to say hello uh, to server one thirty six. I believe it was who listened to this show. Listen to this show a week ago and said, you know what? We're going to make a move. We're going to make a move. And there was a territory spot open up, Gregor, all right, that another that another alliance had abandoned. They went in and they battled another alliance. Now, they ended up, technically speaking, they actually ended up losing, but not to their fault. All right, they showed everything. They came in the official Discord. There was a technical error on one of the European servers today. Uh, they couldn't get entered into the takeover, but they did. They went to the takeover. They showed up. They had, they had, I mean, probably 150 ships. It looked glorious. And they said, we did this because, you know, we listened and we wanted, and we, and we wanted that particle, you know, it actually, it wasn't even their number one choice of particle, Gregor, but the territory opened up. It, It was just vacant. So they decided to go in and they did it. All right. And now this alliance with, let me see if they sent me any rankings. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think that they did. But this alliance with about 45 players, they're on the map. Congratulations. 
Okay, congratulations. Or they're going to be on the map anyway once we fix the technical thing. All right. So, so cool. I, I, I want, I want people to be able to, to listen to that and, and make moves towards that. The, the whole conversation wasn't actually meant to shift into that. Okay. I wasn't meant to shift into that because I, I wanted to start with the event store. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the event store today. Tequila says, I love how we ask for uh, more repair speed ups. <laughs> and uh, Scopely gives us a pack. The ISO emulsion booster pack was pulled. All right, that one, uh, I'm pretty sure that that one got yanked really daggone quick. Um, somebody saw one or two items in there that didn't belong, and, uh, and it, got, it got ganked, okay? Mainly because we saw Progenitor Lasers and Progenitor Nexus. Uh, Gregor, as of now, those items don't exist in the game. And, uh, but were they not, were they not for the server merge servers somehow? Yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's what had happened for the servers that were selected for the VIP merge. Uh, then we've got, we've got Nexus, uh, progenitor Nexus. So, uh, yeah, shout out. Fit- no, I'm kidding. Don't start that rumor. <laughs> Don't start that rumor. Uh, but no, yeah, no, the, well, there was some progenitor tie-in to the, to the take, uh, server merges i mean that was six months ago and i seriously doubt it's tied to the progenitor parts that we're refining right now but this pack did have two items in error forgot to remove it yeah there were two items in there that that either didn't get removed or it's part of a future pack we don't know yet the progenitor laser and the progenitor nexus we don't know what they're being used for and they might never be used all right um they could be something that didn't make it into the game but uh is driving a little bit of speculation out there as to what they could be but nonetheless the pack was removed now unfortunately uh tequila i don't see any other type of repair pack i would i am i'm not wrong i mean i'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you i would like to see speed ups um i'd like to see a speed ups pack come out or or a way to earn speed ups but but here they have it here's they the have thing. it it's the ultimate uh ship repair pack they put in the store uh, let me go down here. Ship, are you are you trolling me right now? Because no, 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 no. They they put it in. Remember during the uh, PvP event, and it came back today. I don't know why, but I don't have it. Mm. I don't. Let me double check. I'm looking right now, just to make sure. I got some discovery stuff. Got points. Oh gosh, it's right there, right in front of me. Thank you. Sorry, Destromo. It's right there, right in the front of the store. Hundred thousand mycelium. Um. Uh, 405 million troll trite. That's huge. Uh, another 405 million token trite. That's 910 million for me at an Ops 39. That's pretty big. Um, let's see. Two as and a half far million as I know, ago. this is their heaviest trip pack I've seen. Yeah, that's a that's a ridiculous tritanium pack right there. And the speed up's good. Uh, 300 one hour, 300 uh, 15 minute. Oddly, no 30 minute speed ups, which is interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, you got 153 hours. Good speed ups there, okay? Now, granted, you know, we were probably looking for ways to earn it. But I will say this, all right? And not that I'm, not that I'm defending the fact that they're putting out a pack uh, because, you know, whatever. They can put out whatever pack they want. But a lot of us are sitting on tens of thousands of 30-minute speed ups because we have been banking them for the last two years, right? I, I started Territory Capture with over 14,000 30-minute speed ups. Now... I am currently down. <laughs> I am down hardcore. All right. I've been doing a lot of takeovers. I'm down to 6,200. All right. Now, granted, 6,200 is still a lot. I've spent 8,000 of these speed ups since territory captures began. 
All right. Izzy says, then you haven't ground rep, DJ. I, you're right, actually, Izzy. I have not ground rep uh, until, I mean, I did. I'm triple faction. All right. I'm, I'm triple lock at 10 million. But I have not proceeded into my next chapter yet. I have not proceeded into uh, beyond 10 million with my faction of choice. So once I start rep grinding, I'm sure that, you know, maybe I'll pick up some more or I'm going to end up spending some more or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I have not yet started that path, okay? Hudson says, I've got 52,000 30-minute speed-ups. Chlorath says, I'm going to go back to doing swarm dailies. Uh, I don't know, Chlorath, if it's worth it. You get eight 30-minute speed-ups, and you're probably going to spend two or three of those on your Franklin. All right? Boaz is showing us 30,000 30-minute speed-ups. I'm down to 6,000. 6,000 because I've spent 8000 in the last two months. Gregor, what about you? I mean, your repair time's got to be high. What are you sitting at on, on speed-ups? I mean, do Oh, you... yeah, I've got tens of thousands of, mm. you know, like, I don't know, 5,000, eight hours, 1,001 days. Blah, wow. Blah, blah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, here's the thing. The Galaxy has been banking these things. So I, I'll be honest with you. I don't expect to see... I don't expect to see Scopely... Uh, giving more away until the ridiculous bank is is spent. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, you got speed ups in the tune of thirty, forty, and fifty thousand in people's inventories. I don't expect to see you know Scopely you know chomping at the bit saying, "Oh my God, we need to get more speed ups out there." There are so many. Meanwhile, people are holding on to fifty thousand at a time. I don't, I don't expect to see that. Data system says I got yeah, forty six thousand. But those 50,000 are all the small speed-ups, which we hardly use. It's more like the 30 and the one-hour speed-ups. As speci- our ships progress, I need more. I'm specifically, we don't use the one and the five minutes I'm much. not talking about those. I'm specifically talking about 30-minute speed-ups, and that's what I'm asking for in the, in the Discord. Okay, I'm asking for them in the Discord. Um, you know, uh, take a look at uh, right here, Boaz, 30-minute speed-ups, 30,600. Okay. Not to mention, guys, you know, if, if you take a look at the Discovery Refinery, there's some speed ups coming out of there too. Now, granted, uh, and by the way, we'll we'll talk about this here very quickly. Thank goodness the Discovery Refinery came back today. Four hundred and eighty one, which was a weird number. <laughs> Four hundred and eighty one Disco Refinery credits that I got today. Um, for Disco Refinery tokens, if you will, and there are thirty minute speed ups in there as well. So there's there are ways to earn them, guys. Okay, there are ways to earn them, but uh, I don't expect to see that this is going to be a huge, like, raging issue, you know, for them uh, right off the bat, as people still have tens of thousands of these things. But uh, we are, as a galaxy, it feels like definitely using more speed-ups since Scopely introduced true PvP in the territory system. So, Scopely, here's the thing. For a year, we banked up these speed-ups. Now we're using them. We're using them actually pretty rapidly. I don't think that this is something that that needs today attention, but you know, over the next thirty to forty-five days, we probably do need to make sure that we're not caught with our pants down uh, when it comes to thirty-minute speed-ups. You have introduced a very PvP-intensive uh, expansion, and you know, as people burn through their stores, we probably should maybe just like in the next thirty to sixty days think about. Uh, how we might be able to ramp those up a little bit because eventually if you if people keep playing territories the way you want them to people will run out all right i've spent 8000 30 minute speed ups in the last 10 in the last 8 weeks i mean that's crazy to me 
8,000. <laughs> okay, so so we probably should look at that uh, moving forward a little bit. But man, I'm telling you, people are, people are digging it. The territory capture has, for the most part, turned out to be fun for the alliances that are choosing to play. Yeah, day trade, you're right. That's 8,000 plus the ones I've earned. So it's been even more than that because I earn about 200 a day. All right, 60 days, that's another 1,600. So I've spent close to 10,000. Chronic Break showing us his inventory right here at 20... Uh, sorry, oh my God, 75,400 30-minute speed-ups. Chronic, do you PvP? Have you been PvPing? Have you been playing territories? Because goodness gracious, that's a lot. You must not die very much. <laughs> chronic break, chronic break, are you a whale? Are you bullying people? You're a whale, you don't even have to repair your ship. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he never has to repair his ship. Because uh, look at all them speed ups, goodness gracious! I wish I had, wish I had half of those. Uh, but yeah, Discovery Refinery uh, is is also handing those out. Armada chests are giving those out. Not only just the epics, but the rares and the uncommon. The, there's there's speed ups all over the place. But we are using them. We're using them. Okay, so we want to look at that over the next uh, over the next couple of months, probably in like several weeks, just to try to see how that's going. But um, you know, speaking of the Discovery Refinery today. Uh, just a couple hours ago, noon Eastern, we got our anomalous phenomena, which uh, I was I was a little bit worried about. I actually saw this on the official Discord, Gregor. Uh, on the official Discord, people were talking about, well, we haven't had a disco refinery event all week long. Like people actually ran out, right? And uh, I know I did. Yeah, I ran out. I I was not able to earn spore draft components for an entire week. All right, which made people worry. It made people worry. It made people think that that perhaps, oh, if you didn't have summons by now, you were done. You were done. That, that's it. Spore drive components are off the table. You can't get them anymore. Well, no, that's not the case. But apparently now we're seeing them in a relatively simple event. All right. I mean, gosh, 10 minutes, not even five minutes. All right. And, and we earned 400, which is enough to basically get us through, you know, a few days. If you do the max refines, that's three and a half days. All right. Uh, and yeah, planets, I've been doing 60 at a time too. This event gave more than normal. I don't know if it was an accident or not, but it gave more than normal and I'm, I'm cool with it. I dig it. I dig it. I was excited about it. All right. Because it was a very easy event. And by the way, 1,500, 3,000, 7,500, um, 15,000 event store currency, 15,000 event store currency also with this two or three minute event guys. I mean, you know, sometimes Scopely launches events that don't make sense. And then other times they launch events that don't make sense, but at least it's, it's in a good way. Okay. This, this event was very player beneficial today. It was very easy and, uh, it paid very well and, and Hey, great job. Great job. I appreciate it. And I'm sure the Galaxy does as well. All right. You had your Battle Pass points, which was an easy swarm event on a swarm Sunday. You know, Gregor, we talked last arc that the events were marrying themselves pretty well to the theme of what was going on. You know, um, you know, with the... Finally. 
Yeah, yeah. Over the last two months, they've married these events somewhat well. Threat reduction, which is either swarm or board probes, and we had threat reduction yesterday as well. But today, you can combine that with swarm. Uh, you had, uh, you know, of course, mining uh, and mining, mining and mining. So yeah, you had the isogen mining that that started. Um, you know, we're probably going to have another mining event tomorrow, uh, being that it's mining Monday, a latinum mining Monday tomorrow. But at least it's not hopefully going to overlap with isogen. Um, so, you know, some good stuff has happened here, uh, as far as the marriage of events. And so I, you know, I like the organization there and I do think that it lends itself to reduce screen time. The screen time I feel like has been reallocated. Um, I feel like the screen time has been reallocated to things like territory capture and, and, um, you know, other items like that, because territory capture, as I have been t- discussing with some alliances, it is actually becoming a little bit of a time commitment. It is. Some people are spending a lot of time. Chloras says it's a little bit of a chore. Uh, you know, I guess it depends. Maybe maybe your alliance needs to trim down a territory or two if it gets to be too much. It is a lot of time commitment, Andar. We're, we're doing five territories of our own, but we've also got a couple of alliances we're trying to help out, and they've got defenses. I mean, today's schedule, today's schedule has four defenses on it. Four defenses. So, yeah, Bernard says the same thing. Eight hours today just helping allies. We've got four, all right, four hours today uh, setting up defenses. And Techman says our alliance is set, but you may not be, buddy. You still got you still got to run defense. Yeah, still got to run defense because somebody is going to come in. This happened on my server the other day, and I won't name any names, but I'll tell you this. This alliance, I don't know if they just didn't expect it, if they didn't see it, if they didn't remember that they had a defense, but they were completely blindsided. By the way, they're part of a team. They're, they have alliances, all right, and they lost one of their territories because they didn't show up. They didn't ask their team to come help. They didn't ask the other alliances to show up and support them, and another alliance snuck in in the middle of the night and robbed them blind. They woke up and didn't have a territory. As a matter of fact, half of them got raided. That's how many were not online. They had a defense come up. They didn't pay attention to it. They lost their territory and half of them got raided because nobody paid a bit of attention. And another alliance made a move. And it was a great move. Smart move. They knew it. They, they, I don't know if they knew this alliance wasn't paying attention. I have no idea, but they made a move, and that alliance picked up a particle. <laughs> that alliance picked up a particle by catching this alliance asleep at the wheel. All right? So, you know, it can happen. People can be making their moves and shakes on this map, and, uh, and you can do it to, to get that stuff going. So, anyway, good stuff there. I uh, appreciate those people sharing their stories with us and, and just, again, be diligent, you know? And that's a lot, again, a lot of speed-ups. <laughs> a lot of speed-ups. But uh, anyway, um, this was interesting, Gregor. We saw an introduction of a new type of uh, mechanic with the mining event this past week. How many of you guys uh, are used to uh, hopping off your node at the name uh, or at the uh, at the end of the event when you guys... <laughs> try to get your points for the mining event, and then only to realize this time that you actually had to dock your ships. Folks, the mining events, for at least for Isogen, and by the way, Scopely, I love this mechanic. I love this mechanic. Let me say it again. I triple dog dare you to do this for every mining event in the game. 
All right. Make them return to base, A, and B, allow me to steal their cargo for legitimate points. It was a great modification to a mining event. An absolutely genius modification because it allowed me to steal the cargo and get back to my base. Even if I picked up 10 or 20 or 30,000 in my Vidar and got back to my base, then it counted for mining points as if, as if I just did that. All right. It allows the overcargo. It allows the overcargo um, to actually not. I mean, here's the thing. We've said this before. I, I've mined data to, to max cargo just to get the points for mining. Not because I need the data. All right? Not because I need the data, just because I need the cargo, right? All right? Uh, or I need the mining points. So I wouldn't care to go over cargo and then let somebody come and hit me. They get the cargo, they get to go home with the data, but I still got the credit for mining points. Not, uh, uh not anymore. That's right, Captain Planets. The Vidar was king for a day yet again. And is it really king for a day? Because the Vidar continues to be our king. It continues to be our king day in and day out. Big Country says, I saw cargo trade hand four times before it got docked. It even introduced PvP. All right? I'm telling you, Scopely, the most incredible thing that you have done to the mining events in the last year was what you did with this event. Do it for all of them. Make the ship dock. Make the points all right, make the point. Whatever's in your cargo when you get home, if you get blown up, it's protected cargo only. All right, if you've got over cargo and it gets stolen and then it gets stolen by somebody else and then it gets stolen by somebody else, whoever gets home with the loot are the people who get the prizes. What amazing mechanics. What an amazing mechanic. Loved that. Loved that. And, and from what I'm reading here, even in the chat, people are loving that. All right. Um, great mechanic, good mechanic. Uh, the non-territory one-star systems in the morning were crazy, Captain Planet says. And you know what? That gave you the most points. Blokemon says, much, much better. And Vita says, it's comp... Oh, my gosh. Even Vita, even Vita, ladies and gentlemen, is praising the mechanic change. Vita says... Vita says, it's fair, and it's like real life. <laughs> okay big country big country says i was lucky because i got hit i remembered where this person's base was so i summoned back to his base and got my cargo back oh my god big that is genius that is genius oh my gosh possession is nine tenths of the law all right <laughs> I love it right there, okay? Bernard says, it didn't really benefit my alliance. We do little or no stealing, but I do think it was a good change. It makes people be online and pay attention to their miners. So that's good. Bernard, let me ask you, though. Is there a reason? Listen, I don't do a lot of stealing normally, okay? I don't hunt for G3 over cargo. I got millions, all right? So I don't, I don't do that. But for an event that scores points, wouldn't you guys be more into doing that? Chlorath says, I don't OPO hunt because scanning sucks. I don't disagree, Chlorath. I don't do it on a regular basis. But for the event, I did. Now, Andar says, I don't like stealing. It takes too much time. Except with the isogen, I mapped this out, okay? I mapped this out. I don't know if anybody, because we were talking, by the way, research is going to change what, uh, what material gave you the most points. For me, it was three-star isogen. 
For me, it was three-star isogen. That one gave me the most points. For a lot of you guys, you said two-star isogen gave you more points because your two-star research was higher. Okay, and that that absolutely can matter. So you had to do the math on your own. It wasn't even the same for everybody, which was great. Okay, it didn't mean that that your entire alliance was trying to cram on a three-star node. Chloride says two-star mines tons faster than one-star. Agreed. Okay, but if you had your two-star research, no, Captain Planets, it, it, it depends. It wasn't it wasn't the same for everybody. He said ISO Research 3 was better. That's the point. If you had your ISO Research 3 higher, then 3-star was better. But if some people if some people had spent more ISO emulsion on the 2-star isogen mining speed, then their 2-star could have gotten them more points by the time you multiplied it by the extra point. See, three star, or, uh, the 3-star only gave 3 points. The 2-star the gave 4 points. So if, if you had a lot of research, then the mining speed was close enough to the three-star to where the extra point made it worth it, all right? Tequila says three-star could have mined faster, but still giving you less points, and that's possible. Now, it wasn't for me, and it depends on your level of research. It was completely personalized. For me, three-star still gave the most points, okay? But for some people, they were mining two-star, which was great for the pirates, because it didn't matter. I didn't have to mine it. If I picked up two star, I got more points. If I picked up one star, I got even more points. So I was able to search all of the systems because I wanted all of those points. And here was the math for me. Based on my mining speed, if I took one miner off of a three star node and put a Vidar in there, I needed to be able to recover 6,000 three-star material. So I needed to be able to cover 18,000 points. I needed 6,000 three-star material in 15 minutes. Now, yes, I know I'm a nerd. I totally mapped that out big. I did. I looked at the mining node. I looked at how much I was going to write, uh, how much I was going to mine. And I said, okay, in 15 minutes, here's what I need to be a break-even point. Big country, how many times do you think I spent 15 minutes going through Server 15's territory map and did not pick up at least 6,000? Big countries watching football. Gregor, <laughs> how many, how many, did, did you probably didn't do a lot of overcargo hunting, did you? I would imagine not. I did actually, yeah. Did you? Okay. Did you, could you spend 15 minutes and get 6,000, 6,000 points? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I was probably, listen, I was probably picking up 6,000 out of every two or three systems, okay? I mean, it, it, it was, there was so much overcargo, so much overcargo, all right? 6,000 points was way better. Now, listen, sometimes I would spend 15 minutes and make a pass and maybe only come home with six or seven. I don't think one single time I didn't come home making a profit, but sometimes I made a big profit, didn't I, big country? Big you country. could have also spent that 15 minutes collecting 250,000 of it by doing an armada. Possibly. Didn't now, matter. It, that's true. Uh, the armadas oh. armadas were very scarce. All right. Our, our, our teams were definitely doing those. I know Think did some. Our team did some. The armadas were scarce, and they're still on a pretty rare timer. So you, didn't, you couldn't rely on that. You couldn't live on it. But even Big, Big, I probably hit you that one day. I think I got two of your ships, and it wasn't a lot. I think one of your ships had like 11,000 in it. Another ship had like five or 6,000. Well, that made that 15-minute cycle worth it. I grabbed your stuff, and I came home. All right? 
And I thought, no, nah, I, I think I was like, I think I like left or something. I thought you got me for like 80K or something. Did I? Oh, well, I may have one, one time. I don't, rem- I mean, I, I, I think in the morning you got me for 80K. Like I was like, nice. I thought I, you know what? Yeah. Cause I thought I had Pring on it. And when I went back and looked, I was like, oh, I didn't put Pring on. That. Oh, okay. So that was I mean, I did, I did get some big scores. I did get some big scores, you know, and if I got 80K off big, I don't remember that one, but, uh, you know, I did get some big scores. That would have been one of the biggest ones I got. I remember um, uh, a couple of players, I got a 50, 60, 70,000. So, I mean, it was out there, and cargo was nice. It, and, and you're right, Savang, it, it's, it's a nice improvement over the Mining Monday Latinum mechanic. And kind of, to be honest with you, I'd like to see this mechanic employed in Mining Monday. I don't know about anybody else, and and I'm sure it can't happen by tomorrow. But Scopely, I I think I mean based off what I'm seeing here in in our chat room, this was a very welcome mechanic. It actually encourages people to watch their miners, and actually encourages people to watch the clock, and encourages people to be wise about their inventory. People are saying, "Hell yeah, make this a part of Mining Monday." You already do it with the Latinum, but if you did it with all of it, man, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, Max says, they've had three-star mining events in the past where we could steal for points. This should be doable. Um, you know, listen, obviously, I don't expect it by tomorrow, but what a great job you did on that event. And we would love to see that mechanic present itself in other mining events in the future. Just absolutely. Yeah, Truck and Chick should be regular. Even Vita says, Vita says he loved it. All right. Absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, think about the G4 miners, Starbase says. Uh, now, are you wanting us to protect the G4 miners? Because Starbase, it, my, here's my opinion on that. Don't use a G4 if you're not going to tend to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're going to use a G4 miner, you best be paying attention to it. You know, otherwise, that's a very expensive proposition. Very expensive. All right. So, uh, yeah, definitely want to <laughs> definitely want to do that. All right, yeah, Shot in the Dark says, well, that was easy, anomalous phenomenon done, five minutes. Absolutely, all right. Get us to the point, Trek and Chick says, where we have to take care of our ships. And you know what's funny about that, Chick? We shouldn't need Scopely to make us do that. We really shouldn't. But um, Scopely is is taking a few small steps, and I like that. Uh, Kel says, this mechanic stops people just swapping cargo for points because it only counts if you take it home. Man, Scopely, you stumbled onto something. This is great, and the community loved it. Let's uh, let's see more of this. Let's see more. Folks, we're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Gabriel Lorca. The auction that just wrapped up today at noon for some servers and some brackets went absolutely berserk. 27 million points is the highest score I've seen so far for 100 shards of Gabriel Lorca. And I've also seen one server win him for as little as 900,000 points, which was actually mine. Captain Planets won a Lorca for 300,000 points. How did this vary across your servers, and why was it different? We're going to talk about all that coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs, inviting you. Guys, I'm so excited about this. I'm super duper excited about this. We've been talking about this for a long time, and I'm going to take a second. I normally don't do this kind of thing, but I'm going to take three minutes, and I'm going to promote something that we're doing, okay? Uh, Gregor, I know I told you this about five or six months ago, that we had launched um, 
are you guys know about our patron program all right and, and again i don't mean to make this an infomercial but i'm going to spend three or four minutes on it because this is a cool story we've got our patron program where you guys can go and they can donate you know if you want to support to the show you could donate a dollar three dollar five dollars become a gold patron for five dollars right well here a few months ago gregor we decided like our metrics were getting really high you know the podcast has over seventy thousand downloads we're you know we're getting really big on youtube we're, we're, we're spreading our wings here a little bit the, the podcast downloads are really really good and so we decided at the encouragement of our of our podcast hoster podbean says listen you guys should look at trying to sell some commercials all right well and i thought gosh who's going to want to advertise on this geeky podcast that's so unprofessionally run and uh, <laughs> who's going to want to buy advertising? But we decided to do something like that. Snake Eyes and I put our heads together, and we created Patron for Business. All right, and you guys can see it on our Patron page if you guys are, are interested in doing something like that. Well, those packages were up three or four months, and we didn't expect a lot of movement on those. However, this past week, this past week, we got our first business client, our very first paid advertiser somebody contacted the show and said i want to buy that that advertising package and i was super excited gregor somebody is paying for airtime on this show is that crazy isn't that crazy i'm I'm excited about it get to the chopper i know it's not the slap chop that would be great if it was i would totally advertise that uh but no so ladies and gentlemen introducing all right, and, and by the way, the package that they got, it was a relatively small package. We're not going to spend 30 minutes a day talking about them. It's not an, I just I wanted to do it today because I was super excited. But ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to our very first uh, paid client here on Talking Trek, uh, the Toy Posse. You can find them on Facebook. What the Toy Posse is, it's a, it's a group of online toy collectors. You can buy, sell, trade, share your love of toy collecting with like-minded people across the country. Connect with fellow collectors from all around the world looking for something rare, have something rare, or just want to get together and talk about great toys all right if it's an if it's a heritage toy if it's an old toy if it's a new toy uh come together and talk about it and exchange ideas with like-minded toy collectors at the toy posse it's available on facebook.com slash mn toy posse that's mn because they're based in minnesota all right but they've got a public national group this is actually a group of people all right they got together and they decided that they wanted to come and talk to our listeners and see if anybody in here loves collecting rare toys this is a cool thing and tequila says that's some good target audience here we're definitely the right demographic for rare toy collection and we are all right so guys be sure to check out facebook.com slash mn toy posse mn toy posse it's facebook.com slash mn toy posse for your chance to collect and get with uh great toy collectors from across the united states my name is ultimate djs this is talking track we're going to be back in a moment don't go anywhere this program is made possible in part by a grant from fruit of the goon makers of fine underwear for dorks and now great moments in presidential history I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You put the wrong people in a couple of positions, and all of a sudden, they're trying to take you out with bullshit. Okay? It's the Christmas album that's going viral. Introducing a very Corona Christmas. Oh, CDC, oh, CDC, you've closed the bars and dances. 
12 holiday classics that will leave you unable to mask your joy. You better not shop. You better not dine. You better buy gifts and presents online. Fauci Claus is coming to town. Christmas is an inside job. On the first day of lockdown, my true love gave to me a link to a Zoom party. A very Corona Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Netflix. Let's pick out a show. There's a new season of The Crown. Tiger King's all around. We're stuck inside with nowhere else to go. Are you guys getting excited? Only 11 days until Christmas. It snuck up on me. Are you guys ready? I am not nearly done with my shopping. Not at all. (laughs) Not done. Harley says, bah humbug. Oh, Harley. Oh, Harley. Oh, well, good. See, your shopping's all done. Good for you. Good for you. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And again, uh, thank you to our very first official sponsor. I don't mean to keep railing on them. I won't, I won't do as much, I promise, in the future. Because they, they already just got what they paid for for the entire month. But no, in all seriousness, uh, really super excited to have them on. Thank you guys so much. MN, uh, Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse, our last segment brought to you by uh, The Toy Posse. You guys check that out. It, you know what? It is Christmas. You could get on there and you could do, you could find something really rare for, you know, the love of your life. You, maybe you find some great old toy. Uh, or maybe you could sell old toys, you know, and find uh, some Christmas cash. You can go buy other stuff. Uh, speaking of promoting stuff and buying stuff, uh, we do have on our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.online. TalkingTrekSTFC.online, that's our website. And on there, you can actually find... Uh, a link to our Amazon support link. Now, guys, if you click on that, if you're doing your Christmas shopping or your holiday shopping on Amazon, you don't pay anything extra, okay? If you go and you use our referral link from Amazon, we get paid, okay? So, I mean, and we get paid a pretty nice percentage. It's like one and a half, two, three percent, depending on what you buy. So you got to think. You go on there and you buy, you know, a couple of tablets or, you, you know, you buy a new TV or something like that. I mean, that adds up. So please use our support link. You don't pay anything extra. Amazon just pays us for sending you there. That is ST, uh, Star Trek, Talking Trek, stfc.online, and link on over to our Amazon link, and you guys can get over there and, uh, and do that and uh, support the show that way as well. Uh, folks, right before the break, I wanted to uh, discuss with you a little bit about Gabriel Lorca, the auction that presented itself in such a unique way. This was new, okay? Uh, this was new. Oh, let's see. What, Captain Planets, uh, possible to add a UK link? Oh, does that... Does that Amazon link not work for the UK? 
I will. I'll have to get something. I didn't know that that wouldn't work. I thought if you just clicked it, it would automatically convert to your to your region. Does that not work? I don't know. Sorry about that. Well, we'll take a look at that. Uh, guys, the Lorca auction was broken down. Now, listen, I did ask Scopely. When this first came out, okay, when this first came out, it was weird, right? We saw it. Like, for example, my, my bracket, Gregor, we looked at it, and it was 37 to 39, and we thought, this is weird. There's only seven spots on the leaderboard. Seven spots on the leaderboard, which we thought was less than normal, right? Let's go back to, um, let's go back to last arc where we had the Burnham auction, okay? And, and you guys help me remember. Help me remember. The Amazon... Uh, God, Vita, sorry. You get me confused with the Amazon. The, uh, the, the Burnham auction. It was kind of wide open, right? Wasn't it like 32 plus? Was there brackets in the Burnham auction, Gregor, that you can remember? There was, at least at my level. Okay, so there were still brackets. There were brackets, Blokemon says. So what, what exactly was the change that they made here? Because when I asked Scopely about it, when I asked Scopely about it, here was their response. We have actually tightened the bracket positions and are actually paying out, and this is a direct quote, we are paying out almost 40% more shards to each server by using this method. Now, to me, that sounds great. 40% more shards went out to every single server by tightening the brackets and, and limiting the bands here a little bit. Not only did you, did you do that, but you also made it a little bit more fair for some of the lower ops level players, right? I think, all right, a level 30 didn't have to compete with a 39. A level 39 didn't have to compete with a 46, for example, Okay, so I, I kind of felt that this was better. Arrow says it was 198 and 96 instead of 1980. So that's part of their new shards, okay, part of more shards that went out. But also, I kind of feel like more players got it. Look at Moe's screenshot there. That bracket was only for two ops levels, 33 and 34, and ranks one through three got a full unlock. Now, when I say a full unlock, folks... You need to understand what I'm saying, okay? A full unlock in third place was 96 shards. But if you bought the battle pass, you got four shards already. You actually got nine, technically. Even if you bought the cheap battle pass, you got nine. All right? Which basically means... pay positions also changed by level bracketing. They did. They did. They redid all of these leaderboards, and we have been asking about this for months and months and months. And I feel like this was a good position. Take a look at take a look at this Ops Thirty One from uh, Sobex. All right, Ops Thirty One on Server Twenty Four. They ended up winning for six hundred thousand points. They won a full unlock for six hundred thousand points, and that was an Ops Thirty One. Now, guys, you say six hundred thousand points is not a lot. For an Ops 31, 600,000 points is a lot, okay? That is right there. That's 5,851 uncommon materials. You talk about spending 5,800 uncommon materials as an Ops 31, okay? Let me, let me see if you guys remember being able to spend 5,800 uncommon materials as an Ops 31, all right, that, that is a lot. And it's great 
because it is now leveling the playing field for some of the lower-level ops players to get some of the officers. Gregor, we've talked in the past that maybe Scopely felt that lower ops-level players didn't need an officer like Giorgio, right? We, I mean, that's the only reason why they couldn't compete, right? They, they didn't need Giorgio. Why does a 31 need Giorgio? All right? But now they've said, hey, you know what? We've heard you. And with Lorca, we're actually going to try something a little bit different. We're going to spread it out. Not only are we going to spread it around, but we're going to give 40% more shards to the galaxy. Because of the number of leaderboards. Guys, think about it. How many different brackets were there? I personally have identified six different brackets. And I think there were more than that. Well, not only that, but like the 34, 33, 34 bracket that Mo posted pays the 20 positions. The 46 through 50 only pays three positions. Okay, so it was much more competitive at the upper levels. Uh, mine was seven positions. We had seven positions in the 37 to 39. Okay. Um, you know, I, here's the thing. It's almost as though, Gregor, they took this officer and said, it's for the lower level players. Why don't we take a second and talk about Lorca? What does Lorca do for us? that perhaps, now listen, maybe Scopely, maybe, Gregor, we can continue to be hoodooed into the thought that Scopely doesn't know what the heck they're doing over there. Maybe we can continue to believe that Scopely makes haphazard decisions and launches product without knowing what they're going to do next month. Okay, Maybe we can choose to believe that. Or maybe, like I learned my lesson hard here a month ago, uh, or a, a week or two ago, we can go back and realize that Harrison has been relaunched into the game for the last two months completely on purpose for the Slothagus. Okay, look at that. The 27 to 28 bracket, 40 positions. All right, now granted, even in that bracket, only the number one through three spots are going to get enough shards for an unlock on this first one. Okay, even on the 27 through uh, 28 bracket, spots one through three are going to get enough shards for uh, a full unlock of Lorca. But so so here's the thing, though. If you take a look, 27 to 28, 29 to 30, 31 to 33, I think is what it was, and then 34 to 35, then you had 36. Uh, actually, I think 34 went to 36, and then we had 37 to 39. Right there's five brackets. Then you had 40 to 45 and 45, uh, 46 plus. Okay. And if the top three spots, Gregor, how many people got Lorca in your board? You said there was only three spots that every, I mean, how did that play out? Yeah, only three people would have gotten it. And how many shards did they get, though? The the top three payouts from the other brackets. So one unlock, 98 and 96. And that's it. It stopped right there. So really, yep. essentially, even in your own bracket, three people got Lorca. Guys, there were six brackets. That's 18 Lorcas per server that were handed out I'd say for free, but you know what I'm saying. They were handed out as event rewards in the auction. Okay, granted, auction paid, I know. But 18 Lorcas, full unlocks of Lorcas were handed out per server. Now, were there 18 Georgios handed out per server, Gregor? Because I don't think so. I don't remember, to be No honest. way. Not 18. Not in the very first auction. What about... What about five of ten? Let's go back. Did were there eighteen five of tens launched in the very first auction? I don't, I think, don't so. think so. No way there wasn't. No way there wasn't. 
I think uh, Scopely gives us the officers cheaper because I have to agree, this is better with those brackets because it doesn't feel like an auction anymore like the other officers. This well, is it still is an auction, but now you're better. you're sitting you're sitting with people that and Scopely has used this verbiage before. They have used the verbiage before that if you are competing against a level 37 to 39 and you're a 37 to 39, then you're competing with people within your spending bracket. Like you're competing with people that are similar to you in growth and progression. Blue Mandalorian says it right. It no longer feels like a hopeless exactly, auction. yeah. Okay, you are with your people. Now, Max says, are we going to talk about the fact that folks over 40 can't get a Lorca unless they bid super high, but everyone else can get one for less effort? Mac, I actually disagree. I actually had this conversation with Ripper last night. I'll tell you why I disagree, okay? Because, uh, yes, the 40, to, the 40 plus, you guys are bigger spenders. And that was the whole point, I think, of bracketing this out, okay? Was, was the whole point, all right, is that a 37 cannot compete with... A 46. Not when it comes to spend. And not only that, not only that, I am explaining myself. Listen, when I, when I, when I say that, I also mean that at, a, at level 40 plus, all right, your stuff costs a lot more four-star material, right? Right? I mean, it, we're talking hunt, tens of thousands, 20,000, 50,000 four-star uncommon for something. But you're also getting it. One upgrade for them is different than one exactly one, one upgrade, upgrade for, for you is like 20 upgrades down here for g3 okay so that's the, true the, the one point, building for me is over a million points the points the, the, they don't scale the same way this had to be broken out for g3 and g4 because we and i've been complaining about this for the last six months okay is that you being able to do, look at that right there okay this one uh ship upgrade for for big country at 46 this is to this is four and a half million points oh more than that this is over six million points this one upgrade right here six million points with one click all right and now granted that's a super expensive okay super expensive but you're also accumulating that four star in common at a rate that's like seven times as high as what a g3 player is getting now max says six spots one pack doesn't equal one pack no, no, that's not one pack. No, that's multiple packs, okay? But my point no, but is, like, my point is, even in events... At those level difference. Even in events, they're making significantly more four-star. Like, if I open an Armada chest today, I might get 150 or 250 four-star uncommon gas, all right? But I'm still only getting 52 three-star uncommon gas. You see what I'm saying? Four-star just comes in the game faster, and, and again, you, you get it faster because you're spending it at a much higher scale. They've scaled that four-star material for the four-star players in a different way, but that just artificially inflates it and makes it non-competitive to the G3. Okay? Now, Mac says, I'm not disputing that. I'm just disputing that only six people got shards. Mac, I, I, so for example, you, you had the one, two, and three that was 198 and 96, and then you had... Um, I'd have to go back. Let me see if I can find uh, what mine was. Yours was probably not different than Four mine. Four to ten, I think. I mean, I totally get why they do it. You know, 40 plus is like, well, those spend money anyways. Let them fight more. Let them fight for it. So, Mac, yours was probably like me. Yours was probably like me. All right, fourth place got 70. 
Fifth place got 55, sixth place got 40, and then we had a seventh rank that got 25. You're saying, Mac, that your board only went six people deep. So which one did you lose? Did, did, was your last one, say, at 40 shards, or was it 25? You missed one of those. But even my board, at 37 to 39. Okay, so your sixth one is what he's saying. He said, so those were exactly right. First place was 100, second place 98, third place 96, fourth place 70, fifth place 55, and sixth place 40. The 37 to 39 bracket got one extra spot. It was seventh ranked for 25 shards. Now, you say that that six spots isn't enough. I argue and say I think that that's – I actually think it's great. All right? Because 40% more shards went out, and now you're competing with people in your own pay bracket. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, I mean, it's arguably more fair. It's a lot more fair. A lot less players in the 40 to 45 bracket. There are less players there. So, you know, there's more players with more access to the shards at the lower levels. And even if somebody, uh, even if somebody was in a bracket that went down to 40 spots, okay? I mean, look here, this one right here that comic showed 27 to 28. In all fairness, in all fairness, Mac, should we should we be unhappy that a twenty-seven to twenty-eight level player doesn't have the opportunity to get an epic officer? I mean, I don't think we should be unhappy about that. I I should be saying congratulations and good to you, comic, if you ranked twenty-fifth in the event and you still got forty shards. Because again, how difficult is it going to be to earn these shards? He's not even in the event store, which means he's going to have to win another auction. All right. And Max says, listen, I'm fine with it. And it's not even relevant to what I'm pointing out, which is that the higher level people don't have enough winning positions. And I understand your point. I just professionally disagree with it. It's the same thing as Commander Taylor on his lonely, barren server, having only one spot in the Jelly Leaderboard event. That, by the way, still happens today. When a Jelly event comes around, there's no chances to get partial shards, folks. One player gets to win an unlock of a jelly, and then you're done. That's how it is on Commander Taylor's server because it's based on population. The Com- Commander Taylor does not have an option to chip away at 25 blueprints every single time a jelly auction comes out. He has one chance. One chance. Server 189 is the same thing. Okay, Blokemon on 134 says we get three spots, and only one of them is a full unlock. All right. He says we never have a chance. They do it based on population, and that's why it's done that way. If there are fewer 40 to 45 or 46 plus, then you are competing with a smaller group of people. The pool is smaller. So percentage-wise, Mac, you've got just as much a chance to win as Kalmik did at Ops 29. Percentage-wise, the number of people you're competing with is the same. And that's why I like this. This is letting Kalmik compete with his own weight class. This is like going into the boxing ring, guys, and and letting them compete with their own weight class. There's no reason that Kalmik should be competing with you, Mac, because your currencies aren't even the same. You know, the G3 and G4 currencies are not even anywhere remotely equilibrium. So allowing these players to compete at their own level, I think, was a fantastic move. Fantastic move. All right? Same effort, similar outcomes. The, 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 the level of effort is going to be the same. In the, the level of spend, rather, is going to be the relatively same within these brackets. Uh-oh. <clears throat> What's that now? 
Well, someone in chat said that Lorca is already broken and they verified. Indeed it is. Oh, that's great. Uh, okay. Lorca is only active for one round instead of two. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Whoop, whoop. Well, we'll post that up into live ops. That, that should hopefully be something they could fix really quick. So what you're saying, is, is, it, is it proccing at the beginning of the first round like it's supposed to? It, it's, it, it does trigger a round start, but then it's only set to be active for one round. So it's only active in the round that he procs. And then he drops. Deactivate it. Okay. Description says two rounds. It's only active for one. Okay. So it starts, it triggers at round start, and then drops at the end of the round. Okay. So we're going to have, uh, we'll, we'll pass that up. Ripper, if you'll write that up for me, we'll, we'll send that up. Yeah, Big Country says, well, ain't that just a kick in the pants? All right. Um, now, we'll, we'll talk about this, Ripper, off the air, and we'll, and we'll come up with a report, and we'll send it in. Because, yeah, we, we will do it after the podcast. Because uh, what we need, actually, there's the proof right there. There's the proof because Killy will automatically proc. They don't need proc. proof. They, sh they just have to know it, com it comes from me. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I mean, for the player base, we can look and see that Tilly did not fire. Uh, that almost looks, Traplord, that almost looks like a Nero-type thing, because in your first screenshot in Route 1, did Tilly proc there? So not only did, you know what? Oh, my God, Ripper. Lorca is procking the same way that Nero did. He's no, procking, yes, look, looks... look, he procked in no. Route 1. He procked in round one, but it was partially the way through the round, so Tilly did not proc. Yeah, but Tilly, Tilly comes after Lorca. There's a cutoff. I don't see the rest. Can you show after. me? Can you track in, in the round three screenshot, Tilly comes after Lorca, so it could be right below that. All right. Can you but show me the off. rest of round one there, tra uh, Traplord, please? Show the rest of, ra of round one. Truck and Chick says, no, Scopely always requires us to show proof. Yeah, but we have to show proof. They got to know where to look. All right. They have to know where to look. Um, tech Usually, when I tell them they have a officer configured incorrectly, they they, they know what check they're looking it out at. and they yeah. see exactly. I, I, again, going. this is something I think I think will be relatively easy to fix. To be honest with you, if if we're seeing it this early, I I recall you guys to the days of the Tribble. Remember when the Tribble came out, like on day one, and it didn't work. The Tribble was fixed in like forty eight hours. So I, I think it'll I think it'll get fixed. But it's it's an easy fix. Yeah, this is an easy it's, fix. It's not difficult. Uh, but yeah, Traplord, uh, just get that. I, we're gonna move on. But if you would send that to me. But yeah, I'd like to see the rest of round one there. I want to see if Tilly is proccing after Lorca there. If that's the case, then it's just a round counter. It's not where Lorca is proccing. If Tilly procs after Lorca, then it's still fine, and Tilly can still proc using the hull breach from Lorca, but if he's only lasting one round, and I can see it right there, neither Tilly nor Lorca are procking in round two. So, uh, But even if Lorca didn't proc in round two, because he's supposed to last for two rounds, Tilly should have. So, And that's Ripper's proof. All right, so we just want to see that. Okay, we just want to see that. Uh, Techman says Tilly does. No, I see Tilly in round three. I don't see Tilly in round two of that battle log. But again, we're, we're getting into, into nerd stuff on a radio show, so we need to move on. Uh, now, Tequila says, DJ, explain why Lork is good anyway. Whole breach for only two rounds doesn't seem fantastic. So again, I, I was talking about this early on. Uh, me personally, Ripper, I'd love to hear your insight on this as well. Me personally... I think that Giorgio was a better replacement for Nero than Lorca is going to be for Gorkon. Okay. No I, way. Yes. No way. Okay. Well, hang on. I'll get your insight too. 
All right. Me personally, I think Lorca is a little bit more narrow in his use. I believe Lorca was built for Killy, and I believe that Lorca and Killy were built for the Slothagus. That's me. Okay. I I don't think that Lorca is as good a replacement for Gorkon as Giorgio was for Nero because of how crappy Nero is. Now, I can literally hear Big Country even said it. Oh, my God. He stood up quick, DJ. I want to hear, Big uh, or uh, Gregor, why you are chomping at the bit over Gabriel Lorca. Tell me about him. Well, I'm not, but you say he's uh, that Giorgio is better. Their percentages are actually equal. Yeah, Gorkon has a good proc rate, but again, it's only on a critical hit, right? Lorca doesn't require critical hit, and now with people running Saru and other crit reduction crews, you don't need a critical hit to trigger the the whole breach. Oh. You just crit. You just proc the, the whole breach based on your percentage, which is scalable based on the officer. But now you don't have to worry about people running Saru that jacks up your whole breach, or you know what I'm saying. Also, you don't have the the issue of uh, missed rounds for other officer triggers. Shinjo really Shinjo gets what I'm saying here. Giorgio was a better replacement for Nero than Lorca is for Gorkon because Nero needed replacing. But what you're saying, Gregor, is that Gorkon requires the 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 what we've always called the the critical hit lottery, critical hit roulette. You had to have a critical hit in order for Gorkon to fire. All right, and now what you're right. saying is is that Lorca doesn't need the critical; he's just going to fire. But where is the actual benefit of that? And, and, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just want to hear your thought process. Where does that make him better than Gorkon? Well, I think it's more about the introduction of Saru, right? So reducing the opponent's critical hit chances um, in a longer battles would would be less impactful. Right, so okay. they can start playing with anti crit without but, negating Gorkon. But Gorkon only works for like the first round or something, right? And 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 Saru doesn't kill your critical hit chance until you've been hit by a critical hit. So Saru doesn't proc until you've been hit with a critical hit, and then it drops your critical hit chance by ten percent. So you still have the same opportunity at the beginning of the battle to get that opening crit. You see, because Saru is not going to kill your You have the same crit. opportunity to, at the beginning of the battle, to proc whole breach at the beginning of the battle, but not in prolonged battles. Does, does Gorkon work after that, though? I thought Gorkon was an early thing, and then he was pretty much done. Let me read him again. Guys, the captain's maneuver for Gorkon increases the chance of dealing a critical hit by 10% in the first two rounds. Okay, so there's your first two rounds. And then the officer ability is, okay, this is where Gregor's getting into it, and this makes sense. Officer ability is when the ship hits the opponent with a critical hit, which you're saying in longer battles, Saru is going to negate Gorkon because there won't be any critical hits, then Gorkon has a 90% chance of causing hull breach for three rounds on the opponent's ship. But your argument is, with Saru on there, you will never get another critical hit, which means Gorkon has been nullified. Correct? Right. Well, or any other future anti-crit officers, right? So this negates the critical factor of activating hull breach. So, And it's a binary at the start of the round, doesn't matter, so we could start leveraging other abilities where you don't have to fire first to initiate, just like 
other ones where that's been problematic, right? Yeah, so Techman Tech says Gorkon procs Hull Breach in any round, and he can if... Yeah, I, I think I was getting confused with Kang, Chlorat says. But Techman, he still has to get hit with a critical in order to use that 90% proc rate. And if you've got Saru getting rid of all your criticals, okay, then Gorkon He's will a more fire. reliable Hull Breach. Let's put it like that. He's so a more reliable Hull Breach. He's just like Giorgio. He's just like Giorgio, a safer, more reliable, more consistent proc that is not contingent on any other actions in the game. You see? And that's why Lorca could be great. Now, again, I still come back and say that I believe that Giorgio is a better functioning officer for what was needed in the game. Okay? Um, however... If you are a player who who wants to run with this crit uh, type crew, and there are crews that use it, Gregor, for example, what do you think? Slothagus aside, Slothagus aside, where do you put Lorca? You've got a wide library of ships. Where do you think Lorca? Yeah, I just I just got him yesterday, so I'm not a hundred percent sure of the crew buildouts, but yeah, I mean, Killy, in or outside of 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 the sack ship or. Or interceptor builds, obviously, I want to try them in, right? Yeah, interceptor builds for sure, because you need something with high critical and interceptor shots where they can get critical. Because, And again, I come back for those of you who don't remember, because I, I know this even confuses me, but hull breach increases your critical hit damage by, I think, what is it, Ripper, 75%? All right. And by the way, by the way, this is one of the best. I, I like burning. Trust me, I do. Now with Giorgio. But this is one of the few research quote-unquote modifiers, Ripper. I don't know if you happen to notice, when we were doing our testing with the uh, Slothagus, okay? Uh, and, and by the way, I am calling it the Slothagus uh, because shout-out Fartasia, shout-out Elkars 2.0, exclamation point Slothagus is now recognized by Elkars. Okay, so you can go type exclamation slothagus and it'll pull up the sarcophagus so it's official my nickname has uh, officially dug in all right but nonetheless what i'm saying is if you look at the sarcophagus all right we know that the ship ability is being calculated like research which is why we have said that adding damage using damage officers is the absolute worst idea all right, because Gregor, at my level, at tier six, it's 130,000% damage boost, okay? So if I have an officer that increases damage by 50%, I am now multiplying my base damage rate instead of by 1,300, by 1,300.5. Does that sound like it's going to get me a real big difference? Nope. No, no, listen to me, folks. Using damage boosts on the sarcophagus is the silliest thing. We've, we've, we've drilled this into your heads about the, return, uh, the returns diminishing effect. All right? The more researches, the higher the researches go, the less important the smaller numbers become. When you add 130,000% damage boost, then no other damage boost in the game is going to do anything when they're at 5 and 10 and 15%. You get an officer that adds 50% and nothing, all right? So you have to focus on something differently. 
differently. Use a different mechanic. And here's why I think Lorca was built for this ship. Because there is one damage multiplier in this game that does not use base values. And Ripper uh, knows exactly what it is. Guys, it is the critical hit percentage. The critical hit percentage is calculated off of your net damage. Net damage. If you hit somebody with the sarcophagus and I'm throwing a 300,000 shot, if that same shot went critical, all right, it's a 500,000 shot. Okay? Critical hits are calculated off the net value of your final damage thrown. What, what they've done with Giorgio and Lorca is bring, bring both those classes of boosts in line with morale. Yes, because they Kirk have. Kirk has always been 80%. 80% at max to inspire morale, right? And it lasts and, for two rounds. So you're going to get yep. it almost every single time. Almost every yep. single time. So, yeah, they have definitely brought Burning and Holbridge back to the forefront, now allowing you to use more crew, more variety, and be prepared for more contingency that's out there in the galaxy. But what I'm here to tell you is using the critical hits on the sarcophagus are going to be big. If I, So, again, I think Lorca for the Slothagus was 1,000% intentional. Because you're taking a 130% or, you know, depending on your tier, damage bonus. And with the critical hit, I mean, if you inspire hull breach and you can throw a critical, then you're going to throw even more damage off of this monstrously powerful ship. And what's best, folks, is that it all comes from one officer slot. So you can still use the other officer slots. You can still use the other officer slots to focus on things that are going to help your survivability, like mitigation. Since there's no shields, Gregor, we can't use morale. All right? And, and to Ripper's argument, I know that there's shields, but you can't use them. They're inaccessible. They don't function. Like, if, if, if you get hit with the Slothagus, your shields are just like, yeah, we're not going to work right now. We're going to take a break. Now, now the question break. that's been brought up post-Lorca's debut and Giorgio's debut is will we get a new morale officer even though they've brought whole breach and burning now in line with Kirk, will we see, I mean, it's been pretty much, it's been a long time hinted at and confirmed that toss is the next one. Obviously there's a Kirk in the original. Yeah. William Shatner uh, Kirk so, is coming. So will we see a hundred percent morale and imbalance it once again? Who knows? You know, here's the thing. I believe that, that Giorgio and Lorca have balanced, like you say, they've balanced the other two, with the original Purple Kirk, introducing another Kirk or any other officer that further increases morale, I do think would be a mistake. Because then you, I just, think it would too. you just imbalance yeah. burning and hull breach all over again. Right now, with the introduction of Lorca, you got all three of them that actually are actually pretty daggone good officers to inspire their own abilities. And now this means that you've got a lot more opportunity and a lot more crew you can play with to try to induce damage. And, and even with, if you take the Slothagus out of the equation, all right, if you take the Sarcophagus out of the equation, then I believe that you can take Captain Killy out of the equation. But Lorca, Lorca is still an amazing officer to use with, say, Krell, okay? Uh, not Krell, sorry, uh, Curla 
on an interceptor? Like, like just just off the top of your head, where would you use hull breach, Gregor? I think you would use him on a on a pylum would be great, right? You got you fly a pylum, pylum, a gladius, a saladin, yeah, any interceptor right off the bat you think of, right? That's so, what I think, because, you know, and, and who would Gorkon you Gorkon Kurla Khan was the classic interceptor crew. And now you could substitute Gorkon with, uh, with Lorca. And if you ran, so if you ran Lorca, okay, uh, you're going to. And if you don't have Harrison, you got, you got Burnham, who's a cheap Harrison, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, knockoff Harrison, we'll call it, I guess. Kurla's officer ability is increasing the critical hit damage by another 50% when firing with a kinetic weapon. Okay, so if you if you can get something with with heavy kinetics, like Gregor says, interceptors with Lorca, who's firing uh, hull breach, that means so so maybe let's say Khan, let's say Khan and Lorca and Curla. All right, now uh, provided that you don't go up against a Saru, if you don't go up against a Saru, which is going to kill your crit hit chances, then not only are you going to get the critical hit, which is going to increase your damage. If you got a hull breach, it's going to increase it more, and then Curla's going to increase it a third time. That is a massive, massive damage boost. And if you take it off the Slothagus that doesn't, you know, that's throwing another 130% in there, you do this with a Sally, you do this with a Pylum, even a Vidar, all right, it's going to do huge things. Lorca, uh, obviously not working exactly right right now, but we'll get that fixed. That's an easy thing. But this officer brings hull breach, just like burning, brings it back into the forefront and now gives a super, a super more important emphasis on damage dealt and why you, Galaxy, need to be prepared for the extra damage. So what do you do to prepare for extra damage? You look at potentially mitigation. You look at potentially extra hull, extra mitigation, damage reducers, all right? Which is why I've been preaching and preaching and preaching for the sarcophagus that mitigation needs to be your number one thing. Thank you, Chlorath. Five of ten, with the introduction of Lorca, five of ten just got even more important. Mitigation, mitigation, mitigation. Get rid of the damage. Make it go away. Make it float bye-bye. Okay. Mitigation, folks. That is becoming kind of really makes you wonder what the toss Kirk abilities are going to be, though, right? Ooh, I'm, I I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect out of that officer. I I do certainly hope that they that they I like what they've done here with hull breach and burning. I I would urge caution on messing with morale. And if you did do something with morale, it can't be wildly different than the original Kirk. You know, because then, I mean, it's just going to take three or four tiers to make the new Kirk worth it. And, and you know, I don't know. I have no idea what they do. I'd love to see them go in a completely different direction. Make it have nothing to do with morale. Well, well wait, TOS is the original Kirk. So shouldn't he be more powerful? Wow. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, We're I, just saying you've you've now equalized the field. Mecha- yeah, mechanics-wise, me- <laughs> mechanics-wise in the game, mechanics-wise in the game, you you've now made burning and and morale and hull breach somewhat equal. Okay, so I well would... as they go up though, I mean once you go from TOS to TNG to uh, DS9, all of those are going <laughs> to have to be more powerful as they go up anyway. So why not just start with TOS and then go? Uh, more, more powerful than there. Jace, we and don't use your away team as your original. Maybe, maybe so. Jace says, which TOS Kirk from the series or from the movies? 
Uh, that's actually a really good question. I'm going to assume it's the actual original series from the from the TV show. But that's actually a good question. Do we get older William Shatner or do we get young blonde William Shatner? I am going to guess. Let's go ahead and make our wagers, Gregor. I'm going to say it's from the TV show. From the from the They're series. going to do it all because all of it represents some kind of cash flow. A well, rare Toss Kirk, an epic Toss Kirk, an maybe. uncommon Toss Kirk. Why not, man? I mean, you, you could. Well, no, you do Toss, you do an epic Toss, and then you do an epic A Toss, or do an epic movie Toss, then an epic A Toss. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to spend seven months. I don't want to spend seven months on the original series, guys. But it's already been hinted at in the game that the original series is coming next. Uh, Jace, I, me personally, I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the young blonde from uh, the original series. Okay, from the TV show. Uh, I like Blue Mandalorian. Scopely, by the way, Scopely is listening right now. They're loving your feedback. Okay, uh, they they are listening to every word you guys are saying right now and loving your feedback. So keep that coming. Blue Mandalorian, I love your comment. Kirk's captain's maneuver, Scopely, needs to be Kirk has an X percent chance to seduce the enemy and force their surrender. Plane out, no Listen, battle, if, no if damage taken. Cannon, <laughs> if we go cannon, Kirk, one of one of Toss Kirk's abilities has to be anti-Romulan. Right. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. Anti Klingon. Anti Klingon. Yeah. Anti Klingon. Yeah. Some type of trouble. That is that is canon right there. Right. Absolutely. Like, hates the Klingon. Yeah. So so really really cool stuff. That's By the, the way, Blue, I love your I love your officer ability. That's fantastic. Just an X percentage, just to automatically win with not having to take any damage, just to seduce the enemy with his dancing and and call it a battle okay i like it very much uh but yeah there are so many in chronic i'm with you i don't want to spend seven minutes on toss because we've got tng we've got ds9 we've got uh we've got, still got potentially enterprise that we could play with with archer we've got voyager i mean there's a lot still here to play with can you guys imagine let, let's uh let's take a second to think about this and then we'll take our final break and get ready to go we have even two new series here that haven't made it into the game at all, haven't even been discussed. We could talk about Picard. We could even talk about Lower Decks. I mean, I, now granted, I don't particularly take Lower Decks super seriously when it comes to this game, but that would be fun. That would be a fun... Guys, would that not be like a fun April Fool's event? Your security officer? I can't remember his name, but he's yes. a cool character. Would yeah. that not be a fun, like maybe an April Fool's type event or something to bring in Lower Decks, bring in a character or bring in an event based around Lower Decks? I think that would be fun. Okay, so, and by the way, I'm with you, Taylor. I've never pronounced it TOS. I've always said the original series. I haven't, I've never even called it TOS. I have just always honored and revered it by saying the original series. Why do you series. call it TOS? Oh, it's... Yeah, I've, I've never called it TOS. I've never called it TOS. As a matter of fact, Gregor, you're the first person that I've ever heard referred to it as TOS, to be perfectly honest with you. Are you really a fan? Uh, I, I don't know. What does TOS stand for? Yeah, uh, good question. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor says it's actually making me cringe to hear you guys sound uh, to say TOS. I, I've never called it TOS. Hey, never stop being it. so bougie. I've never okay. called it. All right. Yeah. You know, we, we tossed the ball. We're going to toss a football. No, we. this is the original series. This is where it all began. This is the holy grail. It deserves the to be, prime universe. It does. It deserves the honor and the reverence that that it is, and it is the original series, and uh, and I'm excited about that, and that's what uh, we of course expect to see coming up next. And you're right, we don't call the next generation Ting, okay? 
<laughs> we don't we don't call it. Listen, what we're all talking TNG. about. Yeah, it's TNG or the next generation. Okay? A bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. This is not toss. This is not the microwave. All right. This is the original series and i'm excited but have they confirmed the next one is going to be tossed yet they have not they have not no they have not let me be very super duper clear everybody this is my anticipation but i'm drawing on i'm drawing on experience and i'm drawing on precedent all right during the outlaw arc during the outlaw arc they referenced discovery in mud 2.0's officer card and we got discovery and now if you look in your news center we are seeing references of the original series kirk avatar that's going to be available towards the end of this arc okay they have always given us a hint as to the next arc even at the end of borg do you remember gregor even at the end of borg there was um at the end uh, crap at the end of borg there was a, a hint to mud remember Okay, there was a mission, the mud mission, that that yeah. hinted uh, towards the outlaw arc. Okay, so, so could we see them circle back to the? No, they can't circle back to the. Board by the right way, now. take a look in your frames. Yes, thank you, Commander Taylor. Look in your frame store right now. There's the original series frame that's already down there. Okay, it's the very bottom yeah, one. And- and mud hinted to discovery. Mud. So, so we had Borg that hinted to mud. We had mud that hinted to discovery, and now we've got discovery hinting towards the original series. Okay. And I think actually Archer will get lost in all of this because Archer is technically what we already play. Well, as I mean, yes, but none of this is canon. Okay, that's one thing that you have to do. You have to toss canon. No, it's canon. It's canon. No, no, no. I'm not saying Archer's not. We still need the officers. I'm not saying... No, let me rephrase. I'm not saying that the show isn't canon. I'm saying this game is not canon. This game cannot possibly be canon with all of these centuries and centuries and centuries worth of content crammed into one video game portal. So this game can bring Jonathan Archer in at any given time with any given story that they want, and it will work. Because the game is not canon. This game is not canon, folks. Okay? Uh, you know, the characters, yes, we've got the characters that we see on TV. Yeah, this game is about... Thank you, Blue. This game is about as canon as, as I am. Okay? You've seen me in the Star Trek movies, okay? That's about how much this game is, okay? Now, we've got their likenesses, sure. Okay? But they can do anything with any story that they want. All right? They can bring Jonathan Archer in here super-duper easy. They absolutely can. That's true. They, they absolutely can. So, all right, folks. Um, housekeeping. How did you do? No, you have not. I want to see it. Housekeeping says somehow I've already unlocked the original series frame. I want to see it. I want to see it during the commercial break. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we return, we're going to answer a couple of questions last minute, uh, see if we have anything else that we need to talk about. We've talked about the Slothagus. Uh, and I will say this. Good God, I am so... Uh, wait, I'm what crazy says that the original series frame was unlocked with the PVP event. Oh, so the PVP event, but it wasn't the same one, was it? It was a different one, wasn't it? Hold on, let me take a quick peek here. Under the no, frames, no, it was, the, the it was unlocked. Frame. It's there. No kidding. So the original series frames already been unlocked for you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that makes me want to. You know what? Listen, I hope they run that event again. Run that event again, Scopely, but take out the housing system so my bracket can't cheat. 
All right, my bracket was just killing Rialtas. They were trading Rialta kills, those little turds. All right, so... You know, just, just give it to me. Yeah, that's right. Let me have it. I got it. it without cheating. I should have it, okay? I should, I should have it so that I can display it and make everybody want it. That's what exactly. Should that's you know? right. <laughs> that's what we should do. All right, guys, we Marketing. are going to take our final break. When we come back, uh, when we come back, we are going to answer a couple last minute questions, and we're going to get to our game. And can you believe? Holy crap, Gregor! Our jackpot has grown to fifteen hundred materials. I can only listen. I know that sounds this, like a mega jackpot now. I, this has been building, and listen, Scopely. For those of you that are listening, you have to know. You have to know that this has been building. This is not my fault. It is not my fault that the listeners are so bad at this game that the prize pool keeps building up because I know what's going to happen. When I tell Panic I need him to give 1,500 G3 crystal to one player, he is going to kill me. I know, but it's not my fault. This has been building up for like the last six weeks. See, he says give away 500 per show. Well, but if we can't give away 500 per show, all right, then it continues to build up. And we even, we're even giving away consolation prizes. So we're giving 200 of it away, which means only 300 of it builds up, which means it's been five shows since anybody has won the jackpot. It's up to 1,500. No, I haven't worn Panic yet. I, I, listen, and, and all I can say is, Scopely, uh, for, the, for those of you who are listening, because I know you follow the show, when this prize comes up, Panic is going to get angry. He's going to tell me no, and I'm going to need you to vouch for me, okay, and say, listen, this is not, this is not the way it is. We had a budget, which is that was the agreement. We had a budget that we were allowed to spend throughout the month, and, and this was the structure of the game. But nobody's winning. You guys are losing. <laughs> nobody's winning the game. So the jackpot keeps getting bigger. So, so when, somebody, when somebody does eventually win it, okay, Scopely, I'm going to need you to have my back, and you're going to need to tell Panic. Listen, we've been listening. We know he's doing it right. Just the, the big country says maybe it's poor hosting responsibilities. I don't know. Does Steve Harvey give away the jackpot every single time he plays? All right, I'm just saying. 1,500 G3 or G4 uncommon materials or even spore drive components, folks. 1,500 spore drive components are coming up right after this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be back in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Pep Boys, your one-stop gynecological service center. Introducing the Biden on the Shelf, the holiday spy that never gets kids in trouble. Our table is broken! I, I don't remember that ever happening the biden on the shelf will watch your kids in winter and summer hey esther you off the board or i'll come up and drag you off and unlike the elf parents don't have to worry about moving it because the biden on the shelf never leaves the basement absolutely not the biden on the shelf a spy you can count on a three-letter word jobs j-o-b-s President Trump here. I just finished Christmas shopping, and my family's gonna love this gift, believe me. I'll grant some pardons. I'll hand them out inside the Rose Garden. Cause we did some big crimes. They're gonna put us all away a long time. My big tax breaks we should forgive, so live and let live, so let's go, whoa, 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 come get your pardons. 
I'll hand them out inside the rose garden. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I might even give one to myself so I don't go from the White House to the Big House. Oh. excited i hope you guys are excited too listen I, christmas is one of my favorite times i i love being able to see what it does for my children and i always had i always had good christmases when i was um when i was a young person i always had really really good christmases you know what maybe we'll spend a few minutes at some point on an upcoming show um you know about uh just a little bit about christmas i don't know maybe maybe we don't need to do that i don't know but i i love christmas christmas is one of my favorite times folks uh, yeah, the Christmas lights and, and seeing one of my favorite things is actually going and seeing Christmas like house displays. Gregor, I would imagine, I would imagine that, that you at some point in your life are nerdy enough, Gregor, that you want to make your house one of those like videos that are corresponding like to the music and everything that people like go on YouTube to see or people travel to see. Do you have any aspiration to do that to your home? Dude, I have to almost wave boats off, and I'm not even in a coastal city. You have to <laughs> you got to wave boats off. So many lights on your house, right? So many lights on your house. I, man, I just love it. I, I love it. I, I sent a picture uh, to a couple of people of, of the Christmas lights at my house, and they're simple. They're not, they're not big. I live where nobody can see it, okay, except for maybe passing aircraft. Okay, like I live up on top of a mountain. You guys know. Yeah, big country. There you go. It's a live shot of Gregor's house right there, folks. You can see it. I live up so high on a mountain, nobody can see my house except for passing aircraft. That, that, might, that might be it. So anyway, I do love Christmas, and uh, we'll, we'll play some Christmas tunes as we go, go along here. But uh, nonetheless, welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. As we're getting ready to wrap up here, we'll answer a couple of last-minute questions. Um, some of you guys are saying, listen, there's a lot of new names in here. So first of all, I want to say thank you. Thank you so very much for supporting the show. Thank you for being here. What a great, great room. Uh, if we take a look here really quickly at the contest counter, 117 people listening live right now just in the Discord, just at the taping. So appreciate you guys very much for being here. Um, to, by, just by being here, by the way, by, it, it's like Price is Right, okay? By being in the studio audience, you are automatically qualified. All right, here in a minute, I'm going to do a random drawing. Your name could be drawn. If your name is drawn, then you get a chance to play. 
okay? And the game today is Family Feud, all right? We, we've been doing this for the last couple months. It's Family Feud. It's the fast money round, all right? You get to choose a partner. As a matter of fact, we'll do it here in just a second. You get to choose a partner, and just like Fast Money on the TV show, you got to get 200 points, all right? If you get 200 points, by the way, not only do you win 1,500 of the Uncommon Materials, but so does your partner. We're actually giving away three thousand materials today on this show if we can find ourselves a grand champion all right 1500 per player for two players yeah panic's gonna kill me this is his doing i mean not really his doing it's not my doing either it was just it's just a happenstance it happened we had the budget we were allowed to give away a thousand a week to two players okay we were allowed to give away a thousand per show for the for every show that we did in december that was the deal so it's just, it's building up. Really, when you think about it, when you think about it, it it's not technically that bad when you were going to give away 1000 per show. It's 2000 per week. We're giving away 3000 this one, but we've only given away 400 so far, yada, 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 yada. And we skipped a couple shows. So anyway, yeah, can you imagine winning 1500 Uncommon G3 Crystal? What that could do for your next Lorca auction? <laughs> All right, so that's coming up. Uh, yeah, it could be uncommon ship parts snipes for the 40-plus players. It could be G4 uncommon materials. It could be spore drive components. Would that get you over the line to get your summons? All right, it could be. No no loyalty tokens, Tony Rome. Uh, nice, nice idea, though. But that's what we got. G3 or G4 uncommon materials, G4 uncommon parts, or spore drive components. That is what is in the goodie bag, and that is what you get to choose if... You win if you win, okay? And, uh, yeah, hey, we've been talking about it. You want to you just jump right in, Gregor? We, is there anything else that we need to talk about? I guess we could do it after the game. People are, people are talking about it. Hey, listen, Blue Mandalorian, 1,500 loyalty tokens, that would, be, that would be a great gift. I mean, really, when you think about it. Let, let's do the math on that super quick. 1,500 loyalty tokens is... 50 monthly turn-ins. Inside a monthly chest is 200 uncommon. So that would be actually, that'd be doubling your prize. It'd be 1,000 of each uncommon. That's a great, yeah, that would be fantastic. So, yeah, that would be big. No, sorry, no loyalty tokens. I, I would get fired. I think that would happen. Uh, let's just go ahead and get into the game. You guys are excited about the game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Let's do it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fast Money. It's Talking Tricks Family Feud and your chance to walk away right now with over 1,500 uncommon materials, 1,500 spore drive components, and all you got to be doing is listening live right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the bot is working. 117 players are in the room. If I draw your name, then you better be thinking about a partner. Better be thinking about a partner because not only do you get a chance to win, you get to choose a partner who is also going to win. How about that for a Merry Christmas? If I choose you, you can not only win, but you can give your partner the same prize. Ladies and gentlemen, who's going to be our winner today? Vita's bot. Oh, my God. Look at that, Tony Rome. Congratulations. Tony Rome was literally just here, and he was like, holy cow, how do I win? I'm a first-time listener. How do I win? How do I win 1,500? And he just got chosen. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to you, Tony. You got a chance. You got a chance. Now, you need to pick a partner. You got to pick a partner. Yeah, right? How lucky are you, man? Pick a partner, Tony Rome. 
Pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's actually from my server. Tony Rome says he wants to do it. Uh, he wants to do it randomly. All right, guys, I got to turn on slow mode. I'm going to lose this stuff. All right, Tony Rome says to do it random. So let's do it. Contest and pick Vita. Who's going to be his partner? Who's going to have an opportunity to join Tony Rome with 1,500 uncommon materials, ladies and gentlemen? Swagger. Swagger, congratulations to you, Server 20, and a longtime listener. Thank you, Swagger, for being here. I recognize your name for many, many moons. You have been here a long time. Server 20 in the house. <laughs> Andar says, I never get picked, but isn't this like your first show? I, I haven't recognized your name. It it'll happen. It'll happen. You keep listening to this show, and you'll be a winner eventually. As a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and tell you, folks, coming up this Wednesday, coming up this Wednesday, we're giving away another 500 G3 or G4 Uncommon with our Spam It game. All right? You, uh, I'll tell you about that coming up in a minute, but another 500 coming up just in three days. All right? So lots of winning here for the holiday season. All right, so here's what we got. We got Swagger. We've got Tony Rome. And they are competing right now to win up to 1,500 Uncommon Material. Now, Tony Rome, you get to go first, all right? Which means Swagger, I'm going to throw you. Is Swagger here? Okay, Swagger's typing. First of all, can either one of you guys play in voice, or are we going to play in text today? No, Chick, it's not 1,400. It was 900 plus 600, wasn't it? Or was it, oh, was it 900 plus 500? Uh-oh. Truck and Chick says it's only 1,400, not 1,500. <laughs> All right, Tony Roma says, I got to type. The kids are sleeping. Okay, that's okay. That's all right. Tony Rome, let me find your... I've already lost it. Here we go. Tony Rome, I've opened a PM with you, buddy. So we're going to play in this private room, okay? You're going to answer your questions right in here, and that way I can keep an eye on them and I don't have to lose them, all right? So answer my PM. There we go. I see him typing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Rome is ready to play. And Swagger, Swagger, I got to disappear you. Okay, Swagger, you've got to go into the soundproof booth. Okay? you got to go into the soundproof booth. Is Swagger here, by the way? Did we actually find him? I saw him typing a minute ago, but I don't know where he went. Okay, there's Swagger. Swagger, are you able to play in voice, or do you got to play in text as well? I don't want to lose your chat. Oh, Swagger can't type. Here, type me here. Are you going to play in voice or text, Swagger? All right. All right, we got everything good. Hey, listen, Swagger's out of here. I'm going to put him in the soundproof booth. Everybody say goodbye, Swagger. Goodbye. You don't get to hear anything Bye -bye. that's going on. Bye-bye, Swagger. All right, Tony Rome, I've got you all set up. Swagger can't hear anything. Why so, got on out of here? Yeah, he gone. He gone. All right, so here's how it's going to work. All right, we've asked 100 people five questions. The top five answers are on the board, and each of them have a point value assigned. You and your partner must score 200 points to win today's jackpot. Tony Rome, are you ready to play Talking Treks Fast Money? He says he's ready. Ladies and gentlemen, let's play the feud. You're playing in text today, Tony Rome, which means you have 45 seconds. 
That's 45 seconds, nine seconds for every question. The timer will not begin until I finish reading the first question. All right, you must answer quickly and get all five of them if you want to. Uh, you know how the game works, all right? You can't score any points if you don't guess. Here we go. Uh, let me see. One, two, three. Oh, I need to find a different cue sheet here because we've already used these questions. Hang on. Okay, got it. <laughs> all right. I'm good. I got my questions. All right, here we go, Tony Rome. 45 seconds are on the clock. Ladies and gentlemen, the game begins right here. Tony Rome, tell me a specific part of your body that you never worry about getting fat. A specific part of your body that never worries about getting fat. What, uh, what one thing would you hate to forget to pack on a trip? One thing you'd hate to forget to pack on a trip. Name a reason a teenage boy would have for wearing a suit. Name a reason a teenage boy would have for wearing a suit. Name something a new mom spends a lot of time doing. You coming? You coming? You got eight seconds left. Okay. Name something every UPS driver should have. Four seconds quickly. All right. He got it in. That was nice. Good job. Okay. We've got all the questions in. Truck and chick. Let's find uh, the answers here, okay? Let's assign points. I like points. those questions. Those, those are, are good ones. Yeah, good questions. All right, let's see uh, Let's see what we got here. Tell me a specific part of your body that you never worry about getting fat. He said his arm. He said his arm, okay? The uh, answer's up on the board. Survey says... Not on the board. That was not a scoring point. Your arm is not something apparently people don't worry about getting fat. What one thing would you hate to forget on a trip? You said a toothbrush... Toothbrush survey says, very good. That actually is on the point, uh, is on the board. 30 points too. All right, nice job. Uh, name a reason a teenage boy would have for wearing a suit. You said prom. Prom, is it on the board? Survey says, very good. 15 points. Uh, prom is on the board for 15 points. Name something a new mom spends a lot of time doing. You said feeding. Feeding, survey says, we're going to give you that one. Uh, we're going to give you that one. Breastfeeding, 39 points and the number one answer. 39 points, breastfeeding right there, okay? And name something every UPS driver should have. You said a GPS. A GPS survey says. Actually, that's not on the board. It was not on the board, okay? So you did okay. You did all right. Uh, truck and chick, what did we do here as far as total points? You got 80 four points all right 84 points not bad good job all right we're bringing swagger back on in swagger welcome back to the show your partner scored 84 points you need 116 you need 116 now swagger we've got our our text box open all right are you here you ready to play swagger he says lego ladies and gentlemen 116 points separate them each from 1400 materials let's play the feud now swagger you've actually got an extra couple of seconds okay you got 60 seconds on the clock because you're playing in text and you're going second but if you answer something that he has already guessed you're going to hear this sound 
and that means you got to guess again. That's why you get a little bit of extra time. 60 seconds are on the clock, and they begin after I finish reading the first question. Here we go, Swagger. Tell me a specific part of your body that you never worry about getting fat. Name a specific part of your body that you never worry about getting fat. Um, what one thing would you hate most to forget to pack on a trip? One thing that you would most hate to forget to pack on a trip. Oh, you're typing slow, buddy. Okay. Uh, nope. Guess again. Guess again. Toothbrush was already guessed. All right. Name a reason a teenage boy would have for wearing a suit. Name a reason a teenage boy would have for wearing a suit. Name something a new mom spends a lot of time doing. Something a new mom spends a lot of time doing. Guess again. Breastfeeding's already been guessed. Name something every UPS driver should have. Eight seconds left on the clock. Name something every UPS driver should have. Uh, oh, you know, I, I'm going to give you three more seconds to, to answer that one again because that's already been guessed. I'll give you three seconds. Okay, you got another answer. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, very good. We got it. So, Chick, here we go. Here we go, Trek and Chick. We need 116 points. Let's check this out. Are we going to give away our 1,400 jackpot? Are we going to give away 2,800 materials on this show today? Let's go in and find out from Swagger who needs 116 points. Tell me a specific part of your body that you never worry about getting fat. He said your legs. That was... I, I missed that one. You never worry about your legs getting fat. Uh, is it on the board? Because, I mean, I got fat legs. <laughs> I got fat legs. Survey, show me legs. I just said ears. And not on the board. Not on the board. Legs are not on the board. Uh, tell me, uh, what, what's one thing that you would most hate to forget to pack on a trip? You said a comb. A comb. Yes, people. Some people crack under the pressure. Survey, show me a comb. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there. I'm sorry, Passport. Swagger. I'm sorry, Swagger. This is not, not looking good. Name a reason a teenage boy would have for wearing a suit. Uh, he said a funeral. Survey, let's get some points on the board here. Survey, show me a funeral, please. Oh, that's going to be top. Yeah. Sir, uh, funeral is on the board, but it's only 11 points. Okay, 11 points there. Uh, name something a new mom spends a lot of time doing. You said changing diapers. Very good answer. Changing diapers. Survey, show me changing diapers. Very good, and 35 points. 35 points. Now, Truck and Chick, we're headed into our very last question. How many points do we have here? How many points do we have, and how many does he need? He has 130 points, which means we need 70 points on this last question. Uh, name something every UPS driver should have. He said a delivery truck. A delivery truck. Survey. Please show me 70 points. Oh, the jackpot continues to build, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, don't worry, though. How many though. points was it, though? Was it on uh, the board? Truck was on the board. Yes, it was. A delivery truck was on the board, and it was actually worth 19 points. 19 points, but not worth 70. Here, let's check the number one answers. Uh, number one answers. Tell me a specific part of your body that you would never worry about getting fat. Your feet. We're the number one answer. Feet were the number one answer. What one thing would you it hate said to... said every pregnant woman ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, right? What one thing would you most hate to forget to pack on a trip? 
Clothing. Ladies and gentlemen, clothing was the number one answer. Name a reason that a teenage boy would have for wearing a suit. A wedding was the number one answer. Name something a new mom spends a lot of time doing. Breastfeeding was the number one answer. And uh, something every UPS driver should have. His uniform. <laughs> His uniform. God. Ah, there you go. So, listen, DJs. we're Boston not going to send you home. On list. Hang on. Not going to send you home empty-handed, though, Swagger. Not going to send you home empty-handed, Tony Rome. Each of you get to go home with 200 of your materials of choice today. 200 Uncommon Materials, G3, G4. 200 Uncommon G4 Parts or 200 Sport Drive Components. Please PM me your player ID and your choice of prize. Both of you get to go home with 200 today, which means that the remaining rollover now, Chick... My gosh, what is happening? What, what, so the, the remaining rollover now is 1,200. Is that right? 1,200 is the jackpot plus the 500 for the next, uh, the next uh, winner's pool. So that means that on Wednesday, we're going to give away up to 1,700. 1700. Tabby Moses says, hey, DJs, when you lose on this game but get a consolation prize, does that mean you're on the 30-day ban? Yes, it does. You, you have won something. You've taken a prize, so you are on the 30-day list. All right? But 1,700 is available. 1,700 is available on Wednesday's show. Plus, so that's 3,400 that we're going to give away on Wednesday, plus potentially 500 more. Well, not potentially, but 500 more. 3,900. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I'm having palpitations. I, I Panic is going to panic. Dude, oh, I am having I am having palpitations right now, okay, <laughs> of of how this conversation is going to go with panic. He's going to die. Oh my God, he's going to die. Thirty nine hundred um, is going to be. Whoo, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about ready to be. Uh, we're, we're we're about. Epic Neo says, "Why not have a ceiling?" I never honestly thought we would get there. I really honestly thought you guys would be better at this game. I mean, seriously. Do you remember that time I gave away an epic ship? I do. This is worse. <laughs> That's right, Chick. This is worse. All right. Um, 1,700 to two players on Wednesday plus 500 from Spam It. Merry Christmas from me to Talking Trek audience. Uh, 3,900 materials potentially given away on Wednesday. Absolutely. I think you guys are losing it on purpose. I think you guys are losing it on purpose to make the jackpot really big. But at this point, it's like it's like now it's big enough, okay? It's big enough to where somebody's got to try to win it. <laughs> so, oh, craziness. Anyway, uh, what happens if nobody wins? You know what? If, if we make it all the way to the end of the month, then I'll probably just do a Christmas giveaway and we'll just divvy it up and do random giveaways. I do have a show planned for that. We've got a Christmas giveaway show that we've got planned. Yay, participation awards. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we, may, we may do something. I, I don't know yet. I'm going to have to get with panic. He is going to freak out. Like He's going to die. I, I know, oh gosh, this is... You should start the conversation by saying like, okay, man, we haven't had a winner in this long. You know, build it up. I haven't spent this much to the budget. But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are under budget. I mean, we, we are. But my gosh, giving that much to one person, he's going to die. I know I keep putting it off. I, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him this week. I am under budget. But, I mean, it was supposed to be 
<sighs> okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, any last minute questions before we get ready to wrap up? I think we have done well on time today. Uh, we're a little bit over time, but maybe an edit or two here or there, and we can get ready to get on out of here. Um, <laughs> Blue Mandalorian says, I would have won if I didn't miss here physical attribute of aliens. <laughs> yeah, that was one of your questions, Blue, was what, what does an alien look like? You missed that one. All right, if that's it, if we got nothing else, then ladies and gentlemen, we'll biz out. All right, thank you guys so very much. Slow mode is off. Uh, okay, yep, sorry. Slow mode is off right now. Sorry about that, guys. And it's kicked off. Thank you so very much for being here. Appreciate you tuning in for the show. All right, that is going to do it for today. Hey, don't go anywhere, though. We might take a quick break, and we might do some YouTube streaming tonight. We did some last night. It was a lot of fun. We might do something again this evening and because I'm still stuck in my, in my apartment. I'm stuck in the garage apartment, not doing anything. Guys, hey, listen, I would like for you to check out our website. It's got a ton of information regarding this show, regarding links to our Discord. Listen, if you're listening in podcast form right now, you need to get on over into our Discord because this is where the winning happens. All right, join our Discord by going to our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.online. Join the Discord. And what I was telling you guys earlier, in three days, 500 materials being given away with Spam It. All you got to do is go in right now to the Spam It room. Post anything. The Spam It room is right there. All you got to do is post a meme, post a picture, any text. The bot will catch you. The bot will get registered. And you do not need to be present to win. Means that all you got to do is join the Discord, post something in the Spam It room, and then you don't have to be listening live at the time to win. It's an off-air winner game. That way, anybody who's listening to the show in podcast form has an opportunity to play and win. If you win, if your name is drawn, then we'll send you a message with your prize. Great news. You don't have to listen live to win. To win on Spam It, it's an off-air game. 500 G3 or G4 Uncommon materials available. That's coming up this Wednesday. Star, uh, Talking Trek stfc.online is the website where you can also find links to our Amazon store. Guys, go do your holiday shopping. We get paid. Check out our merchandise store. If you want to give Talking Trek merchandise to your loved ones, do that there. You can also get a link straight on over to our YouTube channel where you can get the content, where you can like the videos, watch the videos, and support the show there. I would also like to invite you to consider joining the patron program. The patron program is just a place where you can donate a couple of dollars every single month and keep the lights on. I'd like to thank our gold patrons, which contribute at a level of $5 or more. Gregor, thank you. Scott, Vankman, I Beglin, Big Country, Doom, Hank, Chuck's the Grunt, Pops, Dark Lord, Stevens, Aaron, JB, Ahab, Energy, Fukum, Hi, I Bombed You, Thorn, Virtual Army, Jayberg, Morgul, DJ Gur, Red 2, Unhani, Just Skippy, Aceus, Dunk, Bojack, Ape, Cross, Jonathan Ingram, Jason, Tabby Moza, Regis, McRock, Lady Kess, Frank Gallo, Engineering, Free Philly, Hudson, Doc31, Morpheus, Fartasia, Nick Burns, Cam, Coulter, NC, Jet Ski, Wing Nut, Jay Filler, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names Rock, Leonidas, Alfino, Raxanar, Striker, Be Ready, Jerry Ryan, Indy Dandy, Quack Boo, Mr. Fusion, Callus, King 101, Nostromo, Silent Stabber, Commander Taylor, Damodarks, Blue Mandalorian, Moxavian, Infinite Key, Maztec, The Professor, Chronic Break, The Egger, Spock the Avenger, and Medic 213, all gold patrons of Talking Trek Live, which is recorded in front of a live studio audience and is a registered trademark for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. I love you, Minute. I'll see you Wednesday. Bye-bye.